What's up? Raleigh, welcome to the podcast. Yep. Where's uh where's T and E? Um, I think so T so this is uh um episode four of the Final Chat podcast and mm-hmm. this episode we're gonna be discussing uh I've got a mock draft here that uh I I came up with and uh and we're gonna be going through that and you guys are basically gonna be shitting all over it. Um that's your job. Uh, I'll kind of defend my uh, my and, and you guys get all over it. Or 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 Raleigh, you'll probably be doing a lot of shit on it, but that's fine. Um, I think E's on here. What's up, E? How's it going, guys? Good. Pretty good. We're just uh, kind of setting setting the table for what we're going to be uh, discussing today. And uh, so we, we have uh, Jacob here. I'm here. Um, we have E here. We have Raleigh here. And we uh, we we are gonna have T coming on in a couple minutes. Um, so we have. Uh, well, I think we can kind of get started without T. 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 will just contribute kind of as we go. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I guess let's get started. And unless you guys have uh, anything you'd like to say before we get going. No, we we start. We're going off of your mock draft, right? Yeah. So so we're going off my mock draft, and, and you guys are just gonna kind of. You yeah, are our right? Mel Kuyper. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, what, what's that? No, nah, I'm better than Mel Kuyper. Not Mel Kuyper, but the other one, Todd McShay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I'm uh I'm Peter Schrager. I don't know if you uh you saw his mock earlier, but I kinda like some of the stuff in there. So I, I'd actually probably say I'm him. But uh all right, so first overall pick we have uh the Jacksonville Jaguars who are uh I don't really think there's much suspense here. They're going to take Trevor Lawrence. Um, I agree. From Clemson. So, is there any any objection to that? Uh, uh, all I have to say is uh, I'd like to take this moment to uh, pay respects to his career because he's probably not going to have one uh, because this happens to all quarterbacks drafted to horrible organizations. So, do you guys want to do – we talk about the top five and whatever we think is going to change instead of going pick by pick, or I can do pick by pick. I just don't know what you guys would prefer. Let, I, okay, I'm down to go pick by pick for maybe the first half, maybe okay. 15. All right. Okay. That's fine. And then, uh, Jake, I, I know you mocked the whole first round. We could use um, – maybe not go pick by pick, but use your uh, mock draft as kind of a template for where we want to jump to. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, fine. Look, I could go through it, but, like, I obviously am more interested in, like, the first part of it, too. So, like, if we want to just, like, I, I can go through it. If we don't really have, like, much to say on a, on a player, we can just kind of go quickly. Right. If, well, if so, that, uh, for Trevor Lawrence, I'll add something here. Urban Myers is a college coach. I love him, but I'd never trust a college coach. Chip Kelly. You know, I'll that's a great Kelly. So... I, I think I agree with uh, with Evan on this one. Bye bye, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. yeah, you know, I think I think that's a, a, a fair point to bring up, and, and I do want to say, um, I kind of want to pay respects to Trevor Lawrence's career, like you said, E, but in a little bit of a different way, just because I feel like in a normal draft, like like everybody would be talking about him because this is the best uh, quarterback prospect since probably Andrew Luck, right? Mm-hmm. And like he normally get a lot of the buzz here, but because we all know where he's going and there's so much intrigue about these other quarterbacks, I almost feel like Trevor Lawrence has been kind of an afterthought mm-hmm. lately. And uh, 
I, I do agree with you on the Urban Meyer thing, though. Like, I was not a huge fan of that hire. I would have much rather than, you know, kind of go with a different direction than that. But we'll see. I do feel like Trevor Lawrence is the kind of prospect where if they're able to hit on some other draft picks and kind of build in a smart way, I think in like, and they play in a division that I don't think is particularly great. I think in like two or three years, they could be a pretty good team, but you know, it is going to depend on some things. It's I'd rather go there though. I will say that I'd rather go there than, than, than a team like Well, my, my whole thing is with, uh, with Jaguars dumpster fire. Um, they, they're using their best pick. So what, what? They have a second round, a high second round pick too. So like, if I was them, I'd go tackle on the second round. I agree with that. Actually, yeah. I think that's a great uh, point. I think I think they've got enough at receiver. So I think I think at this point, like even if you are awful on a on defense, um, I think you you kind of just live with that, and you want to make sure that Trevor Lawrence has infrastructure on offense. To work with. Mm-hmm. I mean, the top 10 tackles in the draft starters are day one this year. Yeah, although um, I, I will say the uh, well, and, and and we'll get to like Jacksonville has another pick, and we'll get to that. I uh, you you'll probably be some disagreement with that. Then I'm, I'm, I kind of regret mocking it this way now, but it was kind of going off some other stuff I saw. But they do have actually a late first round pick that they got from the Jalen Ramsey trade from the Rams, and they have their second. So they do have some resources to work with. Mm-hmm. So I guess they could go, they could do what I have them doing in the first round and then take a tackle in the early second. That makes sense. And uh, quick, I, I know we're not doing a, an off-season review here, but the Urban Meyer hire felt very much like a last final lifeline for the Jaguars. You know, it's just a team that has never really stuck there. They might move to London. That's been rumored for a while. So they went and got a head coach. Obviously, he was at Florida for years, a lot of success. I think they just wanted a big name to go with a big, big name quarterback to draft to kind of hopefully rejuvenate the fans down there. And if this doesn't work, this could be it for them. I, I'm 100% in agreement. Yeah. Um, but my whole thing is with Urban Meyer. Well, look, we're, we're doing the mock draft, so I'll, I'll keep this for another day. But I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's fine. I mean, we we all had thoughts on Urban Meyer, and mm-hmm. you know, we'll obviously focus a little bit more on some of these early picks. And mm-hmm. kind of just want, so that's fine. But uh, yeah, I mean, I and, and that's one thing I definitely want to do in like a future podcast, maybe after you know, sometime between the draft and training camp. I feel like maybe we could kind of go like, you know, maybe do an AFC one, kind of like we did with the the podcast yesterday about the NBA and the one we're going to do next, actually kind of just split it by conference and just kind of go through and be like, okay, mm-hmm. what do we actually think about these teams going to the next year? I think that'd be an interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We could do that. To have. And, and then we can kind of review how the draft went and review free agency and mm-hmm. kind of, you know, say, say what we think about these teams. So um, that, that stuff will be great for that. But uh, so, all right. I think we're all in agreement though. that Trevor Lawrence is going to go first. Mm-hmm. So uh, second pick, I have the Jets uh, selecting, uh, mm-hmm. I have them selecting quarterback Zach Wilson from BYU. Um, I will, I will just say this: I am going to kind of give give a bit of a hot take here. Um, they obviously just traded Sam Darnold to the Carolina Panthers uh, for second year and some other picks. Uh, and I think we've got T on here. What's going on? It's T? the show. What's good, man? What's going on? There so, he is. Uh, yeah, I'll just I'll just move on here. So I. Yeah, the 
Jets just traded Sam Darnold to uh, Carolina for a second-round pick next year, fourth-round pick next year, and a sixth this year. So I actually, if I were them, and I, I don't think I would have given up on Sam Darnold that quickly. I actually would have considered maybe calling Carolina and uh, and being like, hey, do you want to give us, like, a farm for number two? to move up from number eight. If you want to give us, like, two extra first-round picks, three total, like a couple of seconds, and a couple of defensive starters or something, I might have seen if they were going to do that, because that's a team that really has a barren roster, and they need to build it up. And I don't think Darnold's lost cause. Um, but that that being said, Wilson is a really good prospect. I don't think Wilson's as good you know, as everyone he, thinks he is. He's a BYU. I don't – well, and, and so that's the other thing, is I think Justin Fields should be more – I don't know why people stop talking about him. I think Justin Fields should be more in play here. Well, the, than, yeah, I agree uh, with that, but at the same time, I'm not – my, my thing with, is Sam Darnold wasn't trash. The whole team around him was trash. So how is Wilson actually going to make that team better? I think they're in the same exact spot they were last year. I mean, that it doesn't make them any better. So in my mind – uh, what I was thinking they were going to try to do until Wilson said he doesn't want to play for New York was try to trade the number two pick for uh, Russell Wilson. That's what I thought mm. was going to happen. But uh, that, that, uh, Wilson already said he's not going to play for New York. So that uh, that went out the window. Um, Deshaun Watson, too. Right. I mean. Oh, I don't know what he's, what's going on with that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I don't no, know. I, I think they're going to end up trading him. Uh, but Cowboys already – well, besides the fact. Uh, so, I think if – I don't think Zach Wilson is good enough to be the number two pick. They kind of cornered themselves to do that, though. You know who I would have gotten if they didn't have – if they kept Sam Darnold, I would have gotten Soul at the second round. The tackle. Mm-hmm. Best tackle in the draft, I would have gotten him. Got Soul off, off that offensive line before you get a quarterback, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's it's an interesting take, and I, so I actually think, I actually think, and you'll see as this kind of plays out. I think they could have done done a trade with Carolina, gotten a lot of stuff back, and then still gone offensive, gotten a really good offensive lineman at number eight, and then just kind of built up the team around Sam Darnold. Because the thing there is, and I think a big reason why they wanted to do this is kind of, you know, fresh start, you know, new coach, new, you know semi-new GM who didn't draft Arnold and they kind of wanted their guy and reset the rookie contract talking about that. But it's like the Jets don't have like they've got they had all this cap space. Like dudes don't really want to sign there. I know they signed a couple free agents, but like people don't really want to play there. Mm-hmm. You know, their roster's you know completely bereft of talent. Like, you know, I really think building that up would make sense. So I, I agree with a lot of what you said right. Uh E, what are your thoughts? I, I'm kind of in the Raleigh camp here. I'm not sure the Jets drafting another top quarterback prospect is going to help him all that much because he's being put in such a lousy situation. I don't know if I would take um, – what's his name? Sewell? The, the, the O-lineman out of Oregon. Sewell. Yeah, I'm not sure I would take him at number two. Uh, you could, and it would be fine. Uh, but I do like the idea of them trading back a few slots, stacking some more ammo. And um, still getting a top position player on the board there, uh, a non-quarterback. Um, I, I don't love Darnold, but it's hard to know, right? I mean, we've been saying this for years. The Jets are just so bad. It's really hard to fairly judge him. Um, 
But I'm more willing to give him the benefit of the doubt than the Jets. So I think I would have liked for them to hang on to Darnold, draft a lineman, trade back, maybe still get a good lineman, and, and have more draft capital and see what Joe Douglas could do with them. Yeah, and, and, and so, so you're really tuned into the, to the Eagles, right? And Joe Douglas was with the, the Eagles, right? Like, he's a, he might be a pretty good GM. We just don't know. Because um, he kind of took over McCagnon's mess, mm-hmm. um, to say the least. Uh, so, yeah, I think we're all kind of in agreement on that. And I will say, you know, Zach Wilson's not a bad prospect. I've heard concerns about his leadership, which is interesting. Apparently, he, like, wasn't – it took a while for him to be named a captain. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not great for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he, you know, he – his play, there's some similarities to Patrick Mahomes and uh, Aaron Rodgers. Like, that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. But we, we just don't know. So I think all of us are in agreement, though, that, that they this is the pick they're going to make, but it's maybe not what they should mm-hmm. All right. We good to move on? Yeah. Okay. So the next pick at number three, we've got uh, San Francisco and uh, – of course, I recorded uh, actually episode one of the Clown Chat podcast with me making my thoughts on this trade, the uh, um, 49ers dealing up, giving their two, fir- their, their two first-round picks in 22 and 23 to, to move up from 12 to 3 to do this plus a third-rounder. So they gave up – they really gave up a lot. And, uh, I've, and, and with this pick, I've got them taking Mac Jones. Now, let me just say – I think Mac Jones is the fifth best quarterback in this draft. I would not take him here, mm-hmm. but all of the Intel and, and like, there's a lot of smoke screens and stuff going on at this time of year. But when you have like Adam Schefter and like every draft person and like every insider and like Chris Sims, who apparently is like close enough with Kyle Shanahan that they have like tattoos of each other's initials or, or something like mm-hmm. they, when they're all saying, Oh, they're going to go with Mac Jones. I'm going to believe them. So I think they're going to go with Mac Jones. But if I were them, I would I would probably go with Justin Fields here. Um, Raleigh, what do you think? I agree. Uh, Mac Jones is the Alabama effect. He had Devontae Smith, Waddle, and Najee Harris. So he isn't as good as what he seems. I guarantee you, here's a hot take, two attack of a is going to end up being a bust because guess who he had? Jerry Judy. Devontae Smith and uh, what's that guy's name? The other receiver that went to the Raiders, too. Exactly. So I think that two is going to be a bust. I do not trust any Alabama quarterback for that reason. They always have all pros and everything. As a third pick, you need to go with the guy with the higher ceiling. If you're going to go quarterback, I'd go Justin Fields. But if I was them, honestly, and here's the thing. There's always going to be a top quarterback next year, too. And if this falls apart, you still have Jimmy Garoppolo. Why don't you just go for Kyle Trask in the second round to be a quality backup, let him sit a few years, then have him in. But in the meantime, you either draft one of the tackles, because I, I like tackle a lot, or you draft a receiver, mm-hmm. a big play receiver, just like he had with Julio Jones in Atlanta. Just like, uh, just like, just like he had right there. So you'd be able – to see if Jimmy Garoppolo could truly work, and you can have Kyle Trask in the wings just in case he doesn't. And that's what I would do in my opinion. Yeah, you know, Raleigh, I, I think you made a lot of really good points there. Um, you know, having a good backup to develop behind Garoppolo would have would have made some sense because of his injury history too. Um, but I, I, I want to 
there's a lot to be uh, said for, for them not having done this trade at all and, and you know, sticking it well. But I do want to ask you, this is kind of a follow-up on, what are your thoughts on Joe Burrow? Because one thing I've read recently is that, uh, you know, kind of in favor of Mac Jones, Joe Burrow had kind of similar stuff going against him. Like he threw, you know, to Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase at LSU. Right. Justin Jefferson was like the clear number two there. And he was like borderline offensive rookie of the year last year. Like he could have well, you know, so been a Joe good Burrow is that, different so. for me because number one, he had a couple more years as a starter. He had one more year as a starter. Number two, he throws a way more pretty ball than Mac Jones and he has escape ability. Mac Jones is like, honestly, Mac Jones really looks like a Tom Brady when Tom Brady was in the draft, which sounds good and all. But as but think about all the quarterbacks that are immobile, don't have a really good arm. Where do they do? Most of the time, I think you could say Tom Brady is the outlier, and most of those are backups. So, right. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I I think he, I think Mac is going to succeed, but Third he's not going to be uh, a – He's going to be a part of that. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to be too big. He doesn't have the right. upside. And as a person, that kind of straight. I feel like, I feel like right. we, in, in third pick, sorry, go ahead, Ron. You have to have upside. You have to have a, a hell of a lot of upside and athleticism to be the third pick. And they trade they trade a couple nice picks too for him. I just think he's gonna be a bust. Where they're gonna pick. Oh, I mean they sold the farm. Um I'm not gonna go as far as saying he's gonna be a bust, but I think he's much more likely to be like Kirk Cousins or Derek Carr than like Deshaun Watson. And I think you're looking well, obviously Deshaun Watson with all the all the off field stuff, right? Just on the field. I think you're looking more for someone who can be that, like a Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson, who's on that true fringe career. Evan, I feel like we've uh, we've completely skipped over you. No, bad. What, what are your that, thoughts? That's on fine. That? You two are the the one A and one B experts here. In uh, well, your one C. <laughs> well, it's interesting because I've seen Mac Jones fall, you know, in just in different mock drafts, all the way to the Patriots at fifteen. So it, it's weird. I see him listed anywhere from three to fifteen. Um, the thing about the number three pick is, you know, for the same reason we don't like the Jets pick, um, cause their organization is terrible. Whoever goes to San Francisco is going into a competent organization with a good head coach, um, recent success. Uh, and so much of a young quarterback is just their situation, right? So I think naturally I'm going to like any pick they make, you know, quarterback, much more than the picks beforehand. Because I, I would trust them to succeed in that situation more. Do you guys agree? Yeah, I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think that's why I'm kind of saying, like, I feel pretty good about Mac Jones becoming, like, a Derek Carr or Kirk Cousins caliber mm-hmm. quarterback. I just think that if you're them, you pick Justin Fields and you hope he can – because he, he's probably going to have a floor for mm-hmm. them too, right? But he has the upside where he could be like that top five guy and, maybe at some point. And I also think Mac so. Jones, honestly, I love him for the Patriots. He's the typical Tom Brady-esque quarterback that they've been looking for. So that's why I thought you guys were going to get him. But apparently his pro day was not good at all. It was not that great. And that's why I don't, think, I don't see how you use the third pick for a guy like that. Well, so here's my – Yeah. We'll get to the Patriots, and I will say I think the Patriots' offense is kind of uh, 
it's not ne- they're not necessarily looking to do exactly like the Tom Brady Tom Brady 2.0. Like obviously they signed Cam Newton last year and they incorporated a lot of like run based quarterback concepts. So I'm not sure it's like the same thing, but yeah, I mean it could have uh, it could have been something that it, it probably would have been you know more value to get Mac in, in the middle of the first round than uh, up in so, number three for sure. Yeah, so, quick question. Questions? So if if just say your projection. Uh, turns out to be right and he turns into a Kirk Cousins Derek Carr type of quarterback if you're the Niners are you happy with that outcome with what you gave up um no because here's the thing I already think Jimmy Garoppolo can be that he just okay that, that, that's exactly how, that's yeah I agree completely agree he had that type of quarterback mm-hmm yeah it, it's just a weird well, move for that's me that's why Niners. I think I, I don't you know. get Kyle Trask in the second round you had that upside of a, a Kirk Cousins in him, so why not just wait? Because Mac Jones' four is a backup quarterback to me. And his, and his upside, I think the best he can be is a Kirk Cousins. Mm. But you have that with Kyle Trask, too, so you can wait to the second round. That's why I didn't like the trade. Honestly, they go for Justin Fields. Yeah, that's why you go for Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's why T's on this podcast. Yeah, yeah sorry, sorry. Do you have any more thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, my, my thing you is, got any I mean, I'm not this? a big, you know, football guy like I used to be. But my thing is, you know, I know Jimmy Garoppolo has been injured the whole entire time. And, you know, since they're all in the same uh, division as, like, the Seahawks, this is probably the best time to strike, uh, especially with the, you know, inconsistency of, you know, the, what's going to happen with Russell Westbrook or Westbrook, uh, Russell Wilson and what he's R- going to do. Wilson. So that's just kind of one of the things that you got to also think about. So. Whoever has the the higher upside, if it's Justin Field or Mac Jones, I don't know which one, uh, you tag him into that, especially because, you know, they do have a, you know, decent organization. That's just me, though. I agree. My whole thing is you have Kyle Shanahan, one of the best offensive minds in football. Imagine what he can do with Justin Fields. That's my thing. Yeah, no, that's it. That's exactly right. And uh, so I think we're all kind of on on the same page on that. Mm-hmm. We're, um, you know, yeah, I, I think we're all in agreement that, you know, maybe this isn't the, the right move for them, but they're going to make it, it sounds like, and, and we're going to see how it works out. I think, are you guys in agreement that they're going to pick Mac Jones, though? Uh, I'm less sure just because I've seen uh, so many different outcomes in the mocks, but it sounds like you're more tuned in. Yeah, you I, never know. Um, yeah. Well, I'll say yeah, I mean, I don't think it's 100%. Say, but I, I think there's a chance they go Justin Fields no. trying to keep it quiet. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I will say it is odd that you make this trade up to three so far right. ahead of time because, you know, in the past when this happens, the team will jump up to number two and they sort of have a handshake agreement with the number one team so they know who they're getting. But I don't know. Maybe San Fran knows who they're getting and it's leaked and that's why – um, Jake's sources are so short. It's going to be Mac Jones. It's uh, it's a weird situation. I think that's what it is because, and I know that I, I've heard some stuff about how the uh, apparently the Jets coaching staff and the 49ers coaching staff like hasn't talked about it or whatever. Bullshit. Yeah, that is bullshit. The four, the Jets head coach is was literally the. Uh, we got stuff so, wait, can there. you hear um, me? Okay, yesterday yeah, I, I couldn't be heard when I was blocked, but now for some reason I can. So I was trying to mute it so you wouldn't hear my timer. Sorry, <laughs> that was me. Oh, no, no, you're fine. You're fine. I mean, 
it, it is what it is. Um, so yeah, like, what was I gonna say? Yeah, I was gonna say that the Jets coach was literally on the 49ers staff the last few years. So you cannot tell me that before we, because we all obviously all know Trevor Lawrence is going one, right? Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. take a genius to figure that out. I don't think. Um, so I, I definitely think there was a call place between Kyle Shanahan and, and Dalla on, on the Jets. And th- th- they just asked, like, hey, what are you guys doing with, with two? And they clearly decided on Zach Wilson, right? I think they pretty yeah. much decided. So, like, it was pretty clear. Like, they know that they're going to have their choice between Mac Jones, Justin Fields, and Trey Lance. And, you know, it sounds like it's either the most elaborate, well-bummed smokescreen of all time yeah. or they're taking Mac Jones. Which it, it seems like it's rarely the most elaborate smokescreen of all time. So, yeah, seems pretty likely. Yeah. So, any other thoughts or are we uh, ready to move on? I think we're good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Raleigh, are you there? And I've been bumped up to 1B now. <laughs> <laughs> I think we lost Raleigh. Well, I kind of feel weird about going on to the uh, – <laughs> Next topic without yeah, the, the next. There he is. You're here, Raleigh. Okay. Well, I I need to make sure you're here for this one because I'm going to give you the floor. Oh yeah. Off after I announce this, um, we have a trade. We have our first trade. Um, at number four, we have the New England Patriots trading up to the number four overall pick. Um, the Falcons trading out of number four. So the. In this trade, the Patriots receive the fourth pick. The Falcons receive pick 15, pick 46, pick 96, and the Patriots' 2022 first round pick. And with this selection, the New England Patriots select quarterback Justin Fields. Raleigh, what are your thoughts? Now that the Panthers got Sam Darnold, it's more of a realistic possibility that you guys get Justin Fields. Um, If I was the Falcons... I would probably trade back as well because you don't need a quarterback because you got Matt Ryan's locked up. And if I was them, I would probably I, – I don't know what I would do. I, well, so I guess they'd get number 15, the 15th pick. Um, if Michael Parsons is available, I'd get him. And that's assuming that the Eagles don't pick him. But we'll get to that when the Eagles go. Uh, but – yeah, right, right. But we'll get to the 15th pick when the, when the 15th pick just stockpile on picks and get the best defensive player available at that point. Um, or, or if Sir Tan, Tan is available. But I, I do think that it's very highly likely that either the Patriots trade up to get Justin Fields or the Denver Broncos do. And it's one of the two. One of the two is going to happen. And that's I think what you guys need to figure out is are the Broncos going to go all in on a quarterback this year, too? Because that's the only other team I can think of that would have the draft capital to pull it off. Because they have – I think it's like the 10th pick they have, correct? Something like that. So they have a better well, – so they have nine. They have a Broncos pick nine. And they have a deeper – they probably have deeper picks because of that. And so that's the team that you have to watch out for, in my opinion. Uh, but I do agree if the Patriots do trade up, it's probably for Justin Fields, unfortunately. Yeah, um, 
So I, I guess my, my thought on that is I, I agree in general that Atlanta, the, the best thing for them to do, and because I think there's some argument for actually taking a quarterback here and having them and just eating the cap hit on Matt Ryan next year. But it's like, then you don't have really the advantage of the rookie quarterback contract as much, and you still need defense. And it really is kind of an acknowledgement that is more of a deeper rebuild, which you could do. But the thing is, I know they had a bad record last year, but they were, they only had like a, I think it was like a minus 15 point differential. Like they were not as bad as their record. They had the worst pass defense in football. I really think this could be as simple as you trade back, you accumulate some, some extra picks, you get some, you know, you move back into a range where defensive players are, are, are going to present, you know, more value on the board. You, you add some young, cheap defensive players that, that have upside. And I think you, I think Atlanta, not to make this an off-season preview sort of thing, I think they could be in contention for a wild-card spot uh, next year. Um, they could be a pretty quick turnaround. And you've got Matt no, Ryan I, back I agree in with that. offense. He um, went to the Super and Bowl. If I so. were you guys, keep a, a, I'm calling this right now. My pick of – my surprise pick is Broncos trading up to Justin Fields and then the Atlanta Falcons using a nine pick on Sertan, the cornerback. That's my call right now. Okay, so so we kind of disagree on that. So so I'll I'll just give my Denver thought real quick and why I didn't have Denver moving up to the spot. Like I, I I've heard some things about that they are looking for competition for Drew Locke, and I think that makes a lot of sense. Like Drew Locke didn't have a great year last year. Um, he did finish off the year before uh, decently, but uh, to me though, competition for Drew Locke doesn't mean going all in on a quarterback and a trade up. It means maybe you take one if one is still there at your pick or it means you bring in like a steady veteran because Locke could be good. He could not be good. But if they brought in say Teddy Bridgewater, who is newly available, who their GM uh, drafted in the Vikings front office, you know, who's steady, you know what you're getting out of him. I don't think he was particularly that bad last year, to be honest with you. Um, I think you bring someone like that in and then he's your other quarterback option to Drew Locke. And then you use number nine on another position. And then if Drew Locke bombs next year, then maybe in 2022 you go quarterback that instead. Drew Locke's a bonehead. And I think he's proven last year with his, like, off-field antics <laughs> and even on-the-field antics, I don't think he can actually lead a franchise, be a franchise quarterback. So if I was them and I really like Justin Fields or I really like Trey Lance, I would not have an issue – trading up from number nine to number four. Or, and here's another hot take, what if the Lions decide to trade back as well and they get a receiver with the ninth or 15th pick or whatever they're going to get? Right. Oh, we're getting to that. There's going to be more surprises coming up here. So, um, yeah, so I'll just give the Patriots and and then we'll get to – ease take on all this i'm just going to give you the patriots angle to this um i've heard some things lately about oh you know the patriots need a corner or they need a tackle or they need a receiver they should just stick and pick let me let me go let me debunk this position by position they should not take prioritize corner over over this because uh they have gilmore and jackson uh and like you have even if you have to trade one of those guys because you're not keeping them long term you still have other options. Like you could bring Jason McCourty back. You have Miles Bryant, who was an interesting young player that developed last year. You have Jawan, uh, 
Jojuan Williams, who uh, was a second rounder a couple years ago. And yeah, he hasn't really played or shown much on the field, but guess what? It's because just because the secondary was so deep, he didn't get a chance to get on the field. Like, you know, give some of these other guys a, a look, I think, before you spend a first round. Um, tackle could be, could be a 2022 need, but, you know, why are we prioritizing 2022 needs over quarterback? Linebacker, same thing. Could be a 2022 need if, if you're letting Hightower walk. But, uh, yeah, I mean, same thing. And then receiver, it's like you could upgrade there. But considering that the offense is going to run through these tight ends they signed, uh, you know, I don't think Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, and Jacoby Myers is, is bad. And then you still got Nikhil Harry around if he shows anything. He's fine for a fourth receiver. So I, I really think the move here is uh, – Honestly, if I'm the Patriots, I'm going all in to move up, especially if it's Justin Fields. Trey Lancer, Mac Jones, maybe, but I wouldn't be as eager to give up like all, all of this for them to move up before. I'd maybe look at moving up for whatever guy slips. Um, but y- you make this move, and then you take some of your picks later on, try to shift them into next year so you can have a more normal draft next year, and then you just make this Justin Fields pick as your quarterback of the future, and then have a light draft class with that. And just Justin Field, I really think Justin Field is going to be. I mean, Raleigh, you watched Mario Harris. You watched him more than I did in college, but I really feel like he's going to be. He has a real argument to being the second best quarterback in this class. I really feel like there's a little bit of like like with Justin Herbert last year, and I fell victim victim to this. Right, a, a lot of nitpicking of Justin Herbert before the draft, and then he ends up being potentially the best quarterback out of that class. I feel like Justin Fields could kind of be like that, and. I feel like everybody's going to be asking themselves, well, like, why were we pushing this guy down our draft boards? Like, he could be really good. He has everything you're looking for in, in a franchise quarterback. And, you know, I really think, um, you know, he's going to succeed with the Patriots. Uh, so he goes Justin there and the dynasty going is going to be reborn. Yeah, he has such a great offensive coach in Ryan Day. And so what I mean by that is all of the receivers and stuff are always open because of the play design. Plus, I mean, Ohio State's kind of like Alabama in a way where – I mean, Chris Olave is going to be a first-round pick next year. No question about that. I mean, he he's had receivers that are really good, and plus, like, that team last year was just amazing. But in my mind, Justin Fields is always a top-five quarterback in high school and in college, too, just like, just like Trevor Lawrence. So, like, those are, like, to me, the athleticism ceiling really high, and their floor is not as low as, let's say, a Mac Jones or a Trey Lance. And that, that's why I think you take a top three, top four pick on uh, on Justin Fields. Yeah, I yeah, I, I definitely uh, I definitely agree with that. And it's like I saw an interesting stat earlier. One of the knocks on Justin Fields has been that apparently he can't throw path, you know, he can't throw accurately beyond his first read. But I literally saw that he had the top quarterback ranking of all these prospects uh, when he is throwing past his first read. Like I just don't get some of the narrative on him. And I think there is some, it's interesting. There is some smokescreen stuff going on because Michael Lombardi today, who was, you know, you know, a consultant with the Patriots, his son is on the staff. Like he has some real connections and he came out and was like, Oh, they're not going to trade up. They're going to pick somebody in the second round and and they're going to pick a position player 15 because the value isn't going to be right or whatever. Well, you know what? That screams smokescreen to me. I I can see the smokescreen right there. Belichick went, I'm sure, I, I, I'm sure of it. He went to this guy and was like, hey, can you do me a solid? And can you can you go say this and throw off the scent a little bit? that we're Because tr- we're, we really love this Justin Fields kid and we're, we're tr- hoping he slips the four so we can trade up. Does that seem, does so that I seem think realistic? Last year, 
I think you obviously can tell. I know Cam Newton didn't have the receivers and stuff, but he's nowhere near what he was. Um, and I think Justin Fields, the ceiling's so, so high. I mean, that's the thing. And that's why if I, if he's there, I would not be surprised if the Patriots trade up. I wouldn't be surprised if the Broncos traded up. And a dark horse, if Washington traded up. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, man. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah. Hate, hate to throw out some teasers here, but we're going to get to some of that. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, I, I think Cam – I will say, I think Cam got a really raw deal. Um, and I actually do think Cam will be the week one starter with Justin Fields behind him. Um, I think Justin Fields will maybe come in middle of the season kind of like Tua did last year um, because I do think that Cam – can at least do well enough to kind of hold things over a little bit because the receivers last year for the Patriots was just awful. I mean, Jacoby Myers was the best target on their offense and he's number five option now. Like it, it really is overhauled and they're going to be a lot better. So um, E, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, I think on? if you're new England, you definitely do this. If you have the chance, I mean, this is probably the lowest they've picked in decades. Right. Hi, yeah, right. Highest. Highest. Indeed. Um, yeah. and, and like, the pick pie was uh, in I think 2008 when they had a, a future pick that they had previously traded for. It was actually from the 49ers, mm-hmm. ironically enough, and it uh, number seven. And they traded back to number ten, and they picked Gerard Mayo, who had you know didn't play like a full decade with the Patriots. He kind of succumbed to injuries, but he was definitely a hit. And when the thing is, when, when they obviously haven't had to go quarterback this high ever. This is unprecedented because Brady was there for so long. But when he did pick in the top half of the first round, a couple, the two or three or four times he did, mm-hmm. they were all hits. And so you might look at the Patriots record last year and think that things are going downhill because Tom Brady left. But there was just a lot of – first of all, obviously it was a very strange year. Um, they brought in a new quarterback with no offseason. Um, they had several – key starters opt out, right? Especially on defense. I mean, you, you were missing just key contributors. So, and they still went seven and nine in a strong division. Um, so you're not going to be in a better chance to strike for a top tier quarterback uh, probably for a while. So I think if you're at 15 and um, you have the chance to trade up to four to get a quarterback, you should do it. And I think it works for Atlanta too. They're in a good spot because we know three quarterbacks are going in front of them. So they're going to be a, a team people target to try to, you know, get one of the remaining two uh, top-tier quarterbacks. And they have their quarterback. Matt Ryan maybe not be an MVP anymore. But, I mean, he's 35 and could presumably play for another half decade or maybe a little longer. I mean, he's um, – I don't know how much of a beating he takes. Like, is their offensive lineman especially bad? Like, I, I don't – Um. So I, I think – Offensive line is something they could address at some point, but I think I think offensively they're they're in decent shape. And, and I mean Ryan's thirty six, you know he's at least got a couple of years left, and he is returning to the offensive system that he had his most success in with, uh, you know, Arthur Smith going in as the coach. He runs kind of something similar to the mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan offense, so that should be interesting. But yeah, I I, I, I guess my last point would be. Um, so, so, yeah, you were mentioning the roster last year. And, uh, like, as far as I'm concerned, it was really a 4-12 and roster that Belichick coached up to 7-9. and nine. 
and it's so much better now with all the free mm-hmm. agency signings. So, um, I, I think, and again, we'll get to this in, in a future podcast down the line, but I think if they make this move and get Justin Fields, I think mm-hmm. this is a wildcard team next year. The Bills will win the division, but this is a wildcard team. So does Cam become the backup in that scenario? So, so I think Cam would start week one, and he, he, you saw how the Dolphins did things last year with, like, mm-hmm. Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tua, where it's kind of like Fitzpatrick started, and then yeah. it was kind of like a back-and-forth sort of thing. I think it would be kind of similar where Fields might take over midseason, and, you know, maybe if he's not doing well, he gets lifted and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Um, but I think by year two, obviously, Fields would be the guy, and I yeah. really think he'll succeed. So, Yeah, I, I think that would be a good deal for both teams. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, any other uh, any other thoughts on this before we move on? We're forty minutes in, and we're on pick five. <laughs> yeah, we, we pro- well, I think I think it'll probably go a little fast. Yeah, worst, worst case, case we do a one part two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let, let's just uh, maybe. I mean, hopefully, some of these won't be too. Fast. Number five, uh, we've got Cincinnati, and we have our first non-quarterback here. Um, we have, I have been picking Jamar Chase, the wide receiver, LSU, former teammate of Joe They're reunited. Uh, if I were them, I actually would consider – I get picking – I think they're they, – they obviously need to do something on the offensive line, but because they, they drafted Jonah Williams recently, they've got um, – they signed Riley Leaf and Fades, he's kind of a veteran solid tackle. And – um. Waiting until like the second round guard, maybe. Um, I get going receiver. I actually think, in my opinion, Kyle Pitts is the top one. I actually would pick him, but because of the whole they have, they were teammates. They have chemistry together. Pick that. I completely disagree with the Bengals. I mean, I think you're right. They'll probably do something stupid like either Kyle Pitts or this, but. You need to get Sewell in this, uh, Sewell, whatever his name is, with this pick. You saw what happened. So here, here's my clock. Oh, interesting. Best, these are the best positions, most important positions. Quarterback, cornerback, tackle. Then you got your pass rushers, whether it's a three, it could be a D-end or an outside linebacker. And then you have receiver. Those are the five most important positions in football in my mind. You already have some pretty good – you have decent receivers. They're not the best, but they're, they're decent. You already have an injured quarterback. you got to go with offensive line and protect him. you got to go with the tackle. If, Sol, if Sewell is there, you got to take him. That's my, that's my take. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think you made a lot of good points there. I, I guess my the only thing, like I said, was, you know, if, if, if they, as long as they address it, you know, if, if they get, you know, because you're not taking a guard at five, right? So if they're more of a need, I actually thought in free agency they were going to get Joe Tooney and then they kind of, you know, they kind of didn't get him and he went to the Chiefs. But if their need is a guard more than tackle, I feel like I can understand them waiting. But I agree. I definitely think there's an argument for Sewell. I'm in total agreement Evan, with Raleigh. Uh, it's always tempting to take the, the top receiver on the board because you want the guy who's going to 
you know, make all the flashy plays and he'll grow up with your quarterback. But it's just too important to protect your investment, especially when in his first year he tore, I don't know, a bunch of stuff in his knee. Um, and in a normal year where there aren't a bunch of quarterbacks, Sewell would – he could be the top overall pick. He could be the number two pick. You're sitting at five, and maybe the number two – player on the big board falls to you I, I just think you have to take them i agree with that i will say if there's ever a year that you could get yeah i mean tackle and then start it'd be this year but when you have the fifth pick and you have such a high value talent if he's the best tackle in this year's draft that means he's probably the best tackle he's a generational talent at tackle you gotta take him mm-hmm So on Sewell, I've heard that while he is like, I, I've actually heard the opposite. I've heard that he's been kind of pushed down the board a little bit because he's not generational. And that even though he is the best tackle in the class and he's really good, I've heard that he's not that far off from, say, Rashawn Slater, for example. Um, and then, of course, you do have the depth. And, and, and that was kind of my argument is like, you could wait, you know, and, and, and it's it seems like to me they may, might need more of a guard anyway. So I feel like early in the second round, I think they're going to take a lineman for sure, and it could potentially be a guard. Outside of attack, but, uh, if Kyle Pitts is still there, you take him instead of Jamal Chase. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. And we'll get to him, but any, any other thoughts on that? No, I think your logic makes sense. Right. Um, I would still go lineman, but um, consider. Yeah, I get, I get right. that. I get it. I, I totally get it because I do think the tackle right. is more important. But, yeah, I'm it's just in this game. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. forward. Right. Yeah, one last thing. E, you agree, though, that they are probably going to take Jamar Chase, though, right? Or, or, or you think they, they're going to I think they'll probably go Jamar Chase. More logical. Because, um, again, you're talking about an elite prospect okay. who may have gone to Miami at number three. Um, obviously, they traded out, so we won't go there. And there's the the Burrow connection. So, yeah, it, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Okay. So, yeah, I, I, we'll move on then. Uh, number six, we've got the Dolphins picking. They obviously traded back into this spot after they traded down. The Eagles uh, got a heck of a package. I love that trade for Philly. Um, they get that extra first-round pick by moving down. And uh, But I will say I, I hate the fact that – Considering that Miami is in the Patriots division, I hate the fact that Miami is going to get this player. Um, I have them picking Kyle Pitts at number six, and I think he is the best non-quarterback in the draft. He is going to be a game-changing tight end. I think he's probably going to be in the Hall of Fame. Like I, I think Kyle Pitts is going to be just a great, great pro. And I think you, you know, put him in Miami. Tua is kind of like a you know quick, accurate, you know kind of passer and. You put him there, run a lot of two tight end. You know, those are some Patriots guys down there. So you run two tight end offense like the Patriots are with Mike Gusecki. And then you've got, you know, Will Fuller uh, and Devontae Parker running downfield. And that's just kind of a really scary skill position group there. And Pitts is just such a mismatch. That's going to be I, really I agree. It's um, but, yeah, I have them. So what are your guys' thoughts? And, and my whole thing with Kyle Pitts is easily the second best talent in the draft. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is the best because he's quarterback and no one's had like looked like this since Andrew Luck, really. He seems like he's going to be like a, a next type generational quarterback if he can stay healthy. 
But Kyle Pitts, I agree with you. He's probably going to be a Hall of Famer if he can still help, stay healthy. Um, but if Kyle Pitts is taken with the fifth pick, Jamar Chase is going to the Dolphins. That's all I'm going to say. I, I agree with that. Um, And, and so I, I, I want to ask you guys this, too, just hypothetically. um. If let's let's go to a you know a, a scenario where Cincinnati, if they were to have done what you guys think they should do and, and take Sewell, and both weapons are on the board for, for the too. Dolphins, what would Miami I would go to? I would, See, I would still Pitts have them receiver. picking Kyle Pitts. But it sounds like you're more like a receiver. I mean, that's really what it is. Okay. Yeah, I agree. And having that a tight end, I mean, there's a lot of tight ends in the in the league that are just blah. I mean, I saw last year with the Patriots. I mean, our tight ends combined for like 20 catches. It was awful. And there's just a lot of tight ends around the league that aren't elite pass catchers. So having that at that position when you can have some capable receivers as well, I think is just such a, um, such a thing. So uh, Um, what are your thoughts? I mean, I'm in agreement. Like Kyle Pitts, obviously a very unique player uh, and kind of the great, target to pair with your new quarterback to kind of, I mean, it's hard to say, is he going to be like your, your safety valve tight end? Maybe, but he's probably going to be more than that. Yeah. I think he can do everything. He can do everything. He, he, he can basically, be a safety valve. Well, he can run down the field. He can do whatever the hell you want him um, to do. <laughs> he's not as big as Gronk, but he's way better at route running. So he, like I said, he's a receiver. Mm-hmm. He's really like a receiver. There's never, I've never seen a tight end be so fluid in his route running before. Because he's also big. Like, he's not small. He's like 6'4 yeah. or something like that. So, like, yeah, he's a freak in nature. He's like LeBron yeah, James he's a freak. the tight end. That's seriously what he's like. So, I, I don't think he's a miss at all. He, he was a beast in college. He had, like, eight touchdowns in the first, like, six games or something. Not even. And I think he missed a game, too. So, like, yeah. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a non-miss. And I think he's probably going to be the best tight end for years to come, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I agree, and uh, and and yeah, I actually think um. So you compared him to Gronk, and I'm not sure he's he's quite Gronk just because Gronk was such a great blocker as well. I actually think that what he might be is like a, he honestly might oh, become a better version. This is scary, right? He might become a better version of Kelsey yeah. that can block right. it too. No, I agree with that. Kelsey's the best tight end in the uh, in the league right now, better, uh, um, along with you know, maybe like a George Kittle. Antonio so. Gates, but no matter what, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a Hall of Famer. I, that if he stays healthy, Gates maybe too. Quarterback yeah. that has a decent team. I mean, a decent uh, quarterback, and I I don't, I'm not sold on Tua, so you have to give him weapons. That's that's why I like it here, and he, they still have Devontae Smith, um, or not Devontae Smith. Uh, who's that guy? What? No, no, that, that that's that. Waddle and Smith are now. still on the board here. If you really wanted to go receiver, like pure receiver, Devontae Parker, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, Devontae Parker. Devontae, they have Devontae Parker, and they have, and then they signed Will Fuller in the offseason. So, a pure wide receiver, I think Devontae you've got enough. Where I don't think you need to take with, another. Uh, Kyle Pitts, that's going to be a hell of a. That's going to be like the Patriots Gronk and uh, Edelman. Except, I think it would probably be a little better, honestly. Yeah. 
It might be. Um, no, I just it was unorthodox. But the move by Miami to get up to twelve and then trading back to six, but still coming away with a net positive in draft capital was interesting. Yeah, I mean, and they got probably you know they they might get the right. player that they yeah. would have taken at three anyway. So it's a, a big thing for them. So um, if we're good there, um, yeah. do you guys yeah, agree I that agree. they will pick Kyle yeah. in this scenario? Yeah, I can't see what. Yeah. Okay. All right. So um, let's move on then. Um, keep kind of keep this moving here. So in number seven, we got another oh, trade. Man. So have. Um, we have the Washington football team making a big move up the board. Um, so they're going to send Detroit number 19, number 51, and their 2022 first. Basically the Patriots trade, except they're doing it from lower positions in, in the first and second round and, and without the third rounder. Um, and, the, you know, so, so that's what Detroit's going to get. Washington gets a seventh pick. And uh, they're going to pick Trey Lance. They're going to get their quarterback of the future. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I'm sure, will probably, um, you know, start, you know, play the year there as their starter. But Lance will develop behind that. And I really like this for them because, you know, you've got Chase Young and that great defensive line. You've got an NFC East that you can probably win this year as is. Um, you know, maybe Dallas makes a push, but I think they're the best team going in for sure. They had a really good offseason and, uh, then in 2022, man, it could be frightening. If Lance is good and you've got Lance and that defensive line all on rookie Who contract still, with? look out. That could that could become a contender quick. Um, Raleigh, what are your thoughts? I had them trading with Detroit. And, and sorry, let, let me just make a quick point about Detroit. I think they're kind of starting a bit of a rebuild. So so for them, going back and, and getting draft capital um, makes some sense. They're going to evaluate Jared Goff this year and see whether he's the guy. And then, you know, getting the future pick. They would have three number ones next year and then two the year after that. So they'll certainly have the capital and, and they'll probably be bad. So their own will be high. They'll have the capital, you know, if they need to, to get a quarterback. And do, build around. If this happens, I do like it because Trey Lance will sit behind Ryan Fitzpatrick. So I do, I do like that. They'd pretty much be Miami 2.0 at that point with the quarterback situation. Now, if I was Detroit and I'm sitting at seven, and you have Jared Goff, who we both agree is not that great. Why not take Trey Lance yourself in this scenario? That's that's my only thing. Um, you have a new mm. coach. I understand you traded for it. I understand, Interesting. I, I do understand um, your point about hoarding picks because in this scenario, what they would get the uh, like the twentieth pick or something like that. Let me see. They get the. So they get the 19th pick this year, and then they'll get the uh, – as far as future years, right. they're going to have their own picks. They'll have the two picks from the Rams, right. and then they're going to have a pick well, from Washington I do say, as well. Like, like, Washington they're going to be as well-situated like with future draft capitals. I really do. Um, I think this it would be the best of both worlds. You're grooming someone uh, under Ryan Fitzpatrick just like the Dolphins did. But in my mind, if I'm the Lions – and I guess you have the Lions training with the Giants if they had 19. Um, but, yeah, but you have the Giants picking. Um, wait a second. No, Washington draft. is 19. 
Washington made the playoffs. Oh, okay. That's a future trade. Okay. Okay. So. Oh well, line, you you kind of just spoiled that, but that's I, a future I think, trade. So we'll uh, we'll discuss that later. Right. Right. If, yeah. If I if I'm the Lions, I, I'm in Miami. I'm basically, doing one if you of know two it. things: trading back, like you said, with someone you need as a quarterback, or I'm taking the quarterback. Um, and if you don't like Trey Lance and he's the only quarterback on there, then trade back. If you take Trey Lance, that's all I'm going to say on that. Yeah, I think I will say, I think from the Detroit perspective, the idea of them just trading, I mean, not trading, but keeping the pick and going with Lance because you have golf this year anyway. I think that's an interesting idea just because, you know, then you can still get a look at golf this year. And then if you want to give Lance a look and you think he's your guy of the future, then maybe you get something for um, golf. Well, I guess golf is on a bad contract, so it might be hard, but, you know, so, I, you know. I, I kind of get that thinking. It's just all the intel I've heard is that they're going to not take a quarterback probably. I do think if, if one they like sits there, I think they would consider I think it is in play that they could keep this pick. Just like with Atlanta, they could keep the pick and, and, and pick Lance. I I just I think it's more likely that, that you know, based on everything I've heard, that they're going to, you know, they're just in asset collecting mode right now. They're going to they're gonna trade down and they're going to just uh, – you know, see what it looks like with golf this year, have something stable there. And, you know, I, I yeah. think it would be a hard Even sell to the fans. If you just trade it for Jared Goff and then you draft a quarterback with a top 10 pick. I mean, that's like, uh... well, the thing with them getting golf was, so they got a first round pick for Stafford. And then I think they got another first round pick for taking on golf's contract. How many years are on his deal? Maybe. I mean, granted, any, Right, it's, I it's think it's like you a bunch of guaranteed money and pick Trey Lance, like knowing that you like him, he has such a high upside. He's going to be better than Jerry Goff, in my opinion. Uh, that's his, that's his upside. Right, so like in my mind, you already seen what Jerry Goff can do. I, I agree. Rams, that's why there's a way better team yeah. than the Lions. He's going to suck so badly on Lions. So I just I just think. It wouldn't be a bad thing yeah. to take a developmental quarterback now, I agree. give him a year or two, and then use the draft capital you got from the Rams to maybe get a tackle or something to bolster that line. Or you get a receiver to uh, replace Galloway, and then you're good to go. I, I think, and I, I saw, and I don't want to spoil it, but I know you're saying they're going to pick a receiver with their pick. So, I, yeah. What I would do is I would pick a QB or, or trade back like you have. But if you pick a QB, use your draft capital to build around him and let him develop behind golf for like a year or two. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. So I have the maneuverings that I have them doing right this year. But I think the likeliest scenario is this year they, they do this trade back stuff. And then if I had to guess, I'd say the next year they have a top two pick. They pick their quarterback then, and then they use all these you know other picks they have to kind of build around them. That, that would be my guess. But Evan, well, finish up from your, the uh, Washington football team perspective, I don't know if Trey Lance is the guy, or maybe I'm just scarred by quarterbacks from North Dakota State. Uh. But if if he's a hit, I mean that's huge for them. 
I mean, they've got such a young roster. I, I know they weren't great last year. They won a bad division. Um, it's hard to say what's going to happen this year. They signed Fitzpatrick, who will keep them decent, but they're going to have a first-place schedule, and, and they're ahead of schedule as far as contending. So it, they could go either way. They could go 10-6. and six, They could go 6-10. and 10. I, I don't know. It's hard to say. But if they could grab a young quarterback like that, I, as an Eagles fan, would be quite no, no, concerned, no, no. I, I, agree I have to that. say. I, I don't trust. The only – so Josh Allen – Small, small school, ended up being good. Uh, Carson Wentz ended up being good, mm. great for one year, and off a cliff after injury. So, I don't really trust mid-major schools quarterbacks too much because they go against very easy competition. But in this case, what I've been hearing from about Trey Lance and his pro days and stuff like that, and how he throws, I don't think it's bad to take a developmental quarterback. With 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 this pick, but here's here's also the thing you have to think about. If I'm a team, I'm not necessarily taking Trey Lance in the top ten. I have all five of those quarterbacks. I think you take him at like fifteen. So if the Patriots mm. don't trade up and Trey Lance is there, they're definitely going to take Trey Lance. Um, right, right, right. But like, I don't think I. As a team, oh, I would, I would I love that. I, that would be I, such I a win on him um, being good and and wasting a top ten pick on him. That's me. Um, I would wait till he's like fifteen, and then I would take a chance. Kind of like Roethlisberger. He's a small. He's a mid major, Miami, Ohio, but he didn't get picked to like the fifteenth. So, I think that's what I would do. I don't trust mid majors mm. though. Um, I know he probably looks good and stuff, but he's only started one year. And he was only he's only played like what, like sixteen games or something in his career. Yeah. So like, there's too small of a sample to me. He's really young. I see the upside, but I'm waiting until like fifteen. I'm not. I'm not doing a top ten pick on him. Yeah, I, I can see that, and I will say I definitely think that there's a reason why Lance is going to be the last of the big quarterbacks to go. I think he probably does have the lowest floor out of all of them. Um, but, yeah, so so I get what you're saying. I definitely think the, the upside is there, though. I think it's pretty crazy, you know, what he could become. And if you're Washington, you know, getting the quarterback figured out um, to go with uh, – you know, the other young players on that roster, especially on the defensive line, they've got a couple of good receivers. Um, you know, that could really be, you know, I think they're going to, I think they're going to have a winning record this year and they'll win that division. And I think going forward, they could become a contender. Um, so yeah. Any other no, thoughts we guys move before we move on? One more thing about Redskins if I'm them and I don't trade off. Probably. I'm saying it's tackles. Good? That's it. That's all. That makes sense. Um, in fact, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say that, and I'll, I'll just say, um, quick Patriots take real quick uh, before we move on. I'll, I, I'd say if we don't trade up and a quarterback doesn't fall, I would say also tackle and maybe Micah Parsons, um, or or maybe corner, and then you just move Gilmore or and uh or or J C Jackson. You don't him. but uh, probably one of those. Things. So let's move on. Then. Um, so number nine, we've got Denver. I have them. This might be a surprise. I have them picking my linebacker Micah Parsons. Um, this is a pick. I was kind of torn between some different directions. For them. 
they're not going to pick. There's some good receivers on the board, but they're not going to. Um, they could pick Rashawn Slater. He. Oh no, I skipped one. All right. I just realized eight. I skipped the Panthers. Um. One thing about pick eight. Being so should four, I go back to that or, or continue with Denver and then circle Lawrence. back? Right. Right. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I, so we'll, we'll do then. We'll, we'll do Carolina real quick. I have Carolina taking Sewell number eight. Um, I think that's pretty, pretty clear. Like he's, you know, the last of the of those, kind of those big three non on the board, and they need a tackle too. I think they had a recent second round picks uh, starting at left tackle, and their right tackles on the franchise tag. So I feel like you take Sewell here, you protect Sam Darnold, you give him a chance, and you uh, and, and then. That, and then their current left tackle, you shift them to either guard or the right side. When Moton, I agree. Um, I agree on what. This would be a huge win for the Panthers. He would be like an, almost the number one pick in any other draft. Like this is a home run. Yeah. So I think that's I, I think that's pretty. You know, any any other thoughts? Because yeah, I think yeah, this is a good. pretty easy one. Honestly. What up? I think we're on agreement. Is that push a T? All right. Um. Hey, we got T back. So now that we got T back, before we move on, T, we we went past uh your team because you're a you're a Washington fan. Um, we 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 went over them trading up to get a quarterback. Um, they they, they traded pick nineteen, pick fifty one, and a twenty uh, first rounder uh, up to number seven I to get quarterback Trey Lance. So, what are your thoughts on that move for your team? Is he black? I right, it works. He is at, an athletic player. Yeah, he's he's athletic and he's active. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, that, that's all. That's all. all right. Right. Hey, look. It's it's important, especially if you're in DC. You know, it's important. That's that's what it is. I'm down. I'm so down. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just making sure. All right. Actually, yeah, but Justin Fields actually, went. Maybe forth. we shouldn't because you know we haven't really had a good track yeah. record in DC with Justin you know, Fields, African American so, males. I'm not trying to be like you know. Well, the problem there is you got Washington football yeah. team fans in, you know, the depths of Virginia who, who crawl out from, you know, every you know, you know, crevice of that. You are. Just, All right, never mind. Let's, let's, let's move on. <laughs> All right, yeah, let, let, let's move on. So number nine, we've got, uh, like I said, we've got Denver taking Micah Parsons. I think they could go with Sean Slater here with their line. I feel like they could go with Sertan at corner. Um but I did I did some some research online. It sounds like they need a linebacker, and there's some message boards that were in favor of Parsons. So I was like, okay, we'll give them Parsons. Uh, everything I hear says Parsons is a strong prospect. Um, I, as an Eagles fan, I'm not used to any emphasis on linebackers, so I can't say I've looked into him too much. But having him even mocked to them prior to trading out of number six tells me that he must be. A very good prospect because the Eagles do not care about Big linebackers. Ten, well, you're a Penn State fan too, Evan. But as a Big Ten fan, well, I know you, you opted out. Yeah, fair there, enough. Uh, probably what you take. I'm not taking him at number mm-hmm. nine if I'm Denver. Um, if I if I was Denver, 
right now. Honestly, I go with an, an edge, an outside rusher. I know Micah Parsons can rush the quarterback and all, but like, if I'm going defense, I'm going outside uh, linebacker. I mean, defensive end because they do four three. Or no, they do three four. Yeah, I was right. And uh, get a replacement for Von Miller. That, that's what I would do. I I don't think he has much left in the tank. If that's what you're talking about. You don't right, think Von so Miller is going to be there example, all long term? I would have them. I'd probably. Okay, I mean, interesting. I don't. And they have from Tulsa. I don't really. I, I take I take the guy from Georgia, Ojolari, or something like that. Um, because because my my whole thing, like I said, Michael Parsons is going to be a great. You're thinking this high. Interesting. Him in a heartbeat. But at number nine, I I don't know if I'm going defense. I'm going outside linebacker or defensive end if I was them. Interesting. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I, th- I think there is an argument for that. And I don't think, you know, this is a perfect match for for them. So I would probably, if I'm them, actually consider dealing down here. Um, if there's a team that's looking to move up and get the best defensive prospect or, you know, or Slater or whoever, or, or one of the receivers that's still out on the board, I, I would probably look mm-hmm. at trading down if I'm Denver. Um if I were going to do that, but your, your points well taken. They, they could probably use the pass rusher. Um, so what do you think they will do here? Out yeah. There. So what I think Denver is going Hello? to do here, um, to- if I'm going defense, I'm going Raleigh, are you there? linebacker. If, if I'm going offense, I mean, you already got some good receivers there. You already got a running back. I'm taking a tackle. Um, unless if a quarterback drops, like if Trey Lance drops, you obviously take him. These are this is one of my dark horses to trade up for a quarterback, though. Makes sense. So I, I'm not sure they're staying put at nine. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. And, and like I said, I could see them honestly in this scenario. I could see them trading down. Um, I think. I think my guess is quarterback wise and. I think we'll probably agree to disagree here. Um, I, I think they're going to get Teddy Bridgewater um, as the other quarterback and, and kind of go well, as a veteran so rather than you know, draft somebody fine. else. So I just, we'll see what happens on that. But, yeah, I mean, a lot of people have them have them trading up. It'll be interesting to see what they decide. I, I just don't think I, I take an inside linebacker over an, an edge rusher. That's just what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. I would prioritize that position in, in general too. Um, but yeah, so any other thoughts on Denver before we move on? No, I think we're good. Okay. Um. So let's go to the pick number ten. We've got Dallas on the clock, and they're going to uh, they're going to pick a cornerback. They're going to pick Patrick Sertan. Um, I think this is kind of a no-brainer for them. Their defense was trash last year. Um, and I think getting a corner mm-hmm. will uh will really help that some, um, you know, defend against the pass. Uh, I so, hope that yeah, doesn't happen. But um, that's why I kind of hope Denver takes uh, instead of yeah. Parsons. I mean, I You're guess – rooting for I'm, Denver to take Sertan. I, I guess I'd move sense. for Sertan to fall to 12. 
But um, I don't see that happening. Because if he gets to Dallas, I mean, is there a better position of need they could address here? No, Sertan. I don't know that there would be a player on the board that would fix a bigger problem. Dallas? Um... Yeah. Sertan's definitely the pick for Dallas. So Dallas could maybe go with a pass rusher, too, if they could justify it. They just need something to help defend against the pass. If I'm taking a linebacker, I'm not taking an edge. Didn't they sign Kyle Fuller, though? Yeah, I think they did. Yeah, I mean, Kyle Fuller's pretty good, so that's kind of why I didn't have have it um, Sertan. I agree. But, yeah, I mean, I think they could take Sertan, though, for sure. But, yeah, that's kind of the way I have it. Yeah, I mean, that pick makes a lot of sense. But hopefully Denver takes him. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me for, for Dallas because I think they do need a corner that badly. Um, if, if Sertan does go to Denver, wouldn't shock me if Dallas mm. just went with the next corner on the board, J.C. Horn. Yeah. If they just decided to go with corner anyway. Um, but in this case, Japan nope, is there. They're, they're happy with their day for Dallas. And no, we're good. So any other thoughts before we move on? My man, T. Okay. All right. So next next pick, we've got, uh, we've got another trade. At number 11, we've got the Lions pulling a, pulling a Miami. And um, they are going to trade up back, trade back up with the Giants. So this is kind of, kind of a big trade up here. Basically, the crux of it is, so I guess the Giants get picks 1951 and 153, and the Lions get picks 11, 116, 196, and 201. Basically, the crux is the Giants get an extra second round pick out of it. But the Lions also, they don't have a pick after the fifth round. And, you know, they're a rebuilding team. They're going to make some fire. Guys. So they get, a, they get a couple six-rounders from their way as well. Um, it, it is a slight overpay on the tr- trade value chart for the, uh, for the Lions to do this. But I think they, they think that, well, we've got an extra first round in the bank. Um, they're the ones who are uh, – what's that noise? Yeah. You good? Okay. Um. So, uh, yeah, we've got uh, so so, so they're going to be the ones to, to kind of overpay there, just because the, the the Giants could use an offensive lineman and they could take Slater here, so they're going to have to be really convinced to move out of the spot. But the but the Giants also took a tackle last year and they also need a pass rusher, so I think they could move down, get a pass rusher, get an they'll, they'll like the extra second round pick, and then for Detroit, the motivation here is to jump ahead of the Eagles. Um, for a receiver, no, you don't like to hear that e, but it is what it is. Um, I had to call it like it is. So, I had the Lions picking Jalen Waddle here. Uh, probably, what are your thoughts? And can you hear me? Did we lose Raleigh? Is Raleigh there? All right. So, I if the Lions end up trading back, I think we lost Raleigh. So, I do e, like what are your? Pick. Yeah, I can um, hear you, Raleigh. Why not? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but Devontae Smith's still on the board, right? I. Yeah. So I've seen Waddle mocked ahead of Smith a lot of the time. I think the difference between the two is is Smith right. is a I lot mean, more so po- of a polished one. player. You know, he's uh, more of a, a route runner kind of guy. Um, 
Whereas Waddle just has more pure speed. Um, and so what I would do is I'd probably take the outside receiver. So I'm fine with Waddle. Uh, yeah, I mostly agree with Raleigh. I okay. think, um, um, e, what do you assuming think? this trade-up happens, which, you know, who knows. Yeah, yeah, we can't, it's, you know. Just yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a mock, um, right? You know, it's just a guessing game. Yeah, Alabama receiver, um, good track record of that. Um, get someone that maybe Jared Goff can throw a ball to, which, as we all know, could be a challenge. Um, like you said, I do agree that sounds like an overpay, um, just yeah. thinking about it. But um, you know they did pick up capital in this mock uh, by by trading out of what was it pick seven? Um, yeah, yeah, they traded out of pick seven. They do have that extra one in the bank, but they basically, if it, it comes out to just to put it in your terms, you know, to move up the eight spots in the first round, the the Giants are are getting a two and a five, and the Lions are getting. They're also getting in the deal, the eight, the higher pick, and then a, a four and two sixes. So it is like an overpay of like ten points on the trade value charter. I think it was like ten points yeah. or so. So it is a slight overpay, but it's not like a crazy overpay. T. Yeah, I agree with both of you guys. Waddle, definitely but it just depends. If you're Detroit, like yeah, you I know want it's the receiver over, or not because yeah, okay. they'll be gone. All right, so I think we're all in agreement there. That's a good move for, for Detroit. And then I guess we'll get to the Giants, and we'll see later on, on yeah. the board if that ends up being good for them, them to move down. So next pick. Um, yeah. Anyway, we're, we're all going to waddle, right? So next pick, we've got the Eagles at number 12. They obviously traded down here. I think it's a good move for them, um, given what's still on the board, you know, to move down and get that extra pick next year. and have the extra capital then. Plus, mm-hmm. it's a Miami pick. It could be middle of the first round at least. So, um, I have the Eagles picking Devontae Smith here. They're going to get the other elite receiver that's still on the board. Um, uh, well, you're an Eagles fan. So, the beauty of the floor, having a thoughts? garbage team is that they could go any number of, of ways here. Uh, when you have so many holes to fill, I mean, they could go receiver again. They could go offensive line. They could go edge rusher. They love taking high-motor uh, rushers in the first, but they also love taking receivers. They're not good at it, but they try repeatedly in the first, second, third rounds to pick receivers. Uh, so I can't say I trust their decision making, but I mean, you're picking a. He won the Heisman, right? Devontae Smith? I, I think he did. I think he did. Yeah. He won the Heisman. Uh, maybe that's uh, a Raleigh he, question. I, I'm not sure on that. Yeah. So uh, my understanding is he's good. Um, so, you okay. know, if you pick a Heisman winning receiver and he doesn't pan out, I can't yeah. be as angry as, you know, if you take Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. So I think it'd be a fine pick. It sucks that we're again forced to throw these high picks at a receiver because we just can't pick the right one. Um, but I would have confidence in this guy that he could be the right one. And I know size is a concern, but in today's NFL, I'm not as worried about it because... Yeah. You know, you got your, your bubble screens and things are just getting a lot more uh, open spacey, like college-ish in the NFL. So I'm not as worried about him taking hits over the middle uh, and he can be used in a lot of different ways. So 
I'd be fine with that pick. If we're at 12 in this situation, I think that's the guy I would want. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense because I think if Devontae Smith were – and Waddle, too, for that matter, if they were to go in, like, the, the mm-hmm. latter part of the top ten, I don't think people would be, like, that shocked by that. Like, I think they're good enough by that. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's just I think I have them picking Devontae Smith because he's the last elite receiver on the board. I think there are some other needs they could address, but I think getting a receiver in there I, – I, I don't know if – I think it's too early to completely write off Regor. Yeah, I mean, for sure. You need a number two, is, you know, and Regor can fill that role, right, like find Devontae Smith. So, um, And I, th- I, I just think that in terms of evaluating Jalen Hurts uh, this year, I think having – making sure that there's pieces around him is important. Um, Raleigh, what are your thoughts? Number yeah. one. Number two – uh, if I'm the Eagles, oh, that's a that's an interesting point. I didn't even I didn't even think about that. Great point by you. on the board, you gotta take him. I mean, you you missed out on uh, Jalen uh, or Justin Jefferson last year. Uh, that is pain. But this this guy's uh, so I see Devontae Smith <laughs> as kind of like an Antonio Brown esque receiver that can do the slot and he can be the outside too. I know he's small, but he's quick. He, he killed the I, – I saw it, that championship game. He killed us, destroyed us. Um, very good route runner. I don't think you, you can miss on him. I think his, his four is a solid starter. That's just outside Pro Bowl caliber. I think his, uh, his ceiling is going to be the next Antonio Brown. That's why I think of him. Yeah. Man. Yeah, you know, hey, that's, I concur. A, that's a I concur. I love that, everything you're you know, saying right now. I agree a lot of what you said there. Um, I think we're all, all kind of in agreement on this. And T, what about you? <laughs> all right, sound, sounds good. So I guess we're all good on on that then. Um, I'm going to move on to the next pick because um, we got to kind of move this along here. Um, I, th- I think from here on out, maybe we try to go, you know, obviously there's a couple of players we can delve into a little more, but, you know, it, if we're all in agreement, maybe try to. So Chargers at number thirteen, I have them picking tackle Rashawn Slater, and I think the fact that he's still on the board, them getting him this low, is a home run pick for for the Chargers. They need a tackle. It, it's a player who slid a little bit. It could easily be a top ten pick. Um, so that's fine. I, think I guess he's gone. But yeah, I agree. Um, I, and here's why. I yeah, agree. I think uh, I think Rashawn Slater is a home run pick for the Chargers. No brainer. They run it to the podium. Joe what do you guys want to protect their investment? Go tackle. Yeah, you really can't go wrong with a first yeah, round. I agree lineman. with all that. And Even Slater, I'm guessing, is the number two ranked uh, lineman in the draft. Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's another player I've seen. You know, that I, it could easily go top ten. Um, like, like if, like for example, if Sewell goes to a, you know, fifth or or sixth mm-hmm. or, or whatever, I, I could easily see Carolina. Yeah, I think we're all agreed. Yeah, I think this is this is a, this is an obvious move for the Chargers. Um, so number fourteen Vikings. I've also got them taking tackle. They're taking Christian Darisaw. Um, 
And again, they lost. They cut Riley Reef. Um, you got to protect the blind side. It's a deep tackle draft. Darisaw is a, a good left tackle prospect, so you plug him in, and um, you know they can have a good. I, the only thing with them would be maybe their defense wasn't great last year, so not addressing the defense here is uh is, is a bit concerning. But um, you know, Evan you said last time the quarterback you get Darisaw, you replace Reef, and you go from If uh, Parsons does fall to them, they need to take him. Um, but also, I honestly, if Sertan's still there, I would take him. Um, because they need they need defensive help. Their offense was fine. It was really their defense. So if either Sertan or Parsons is there, that's who I'm taking over a tackle. But if both of them are gone, I'm fine with tackle. Okay. Yeah, I, I I think another. You are fair. That is a fair point about the defense, and I think pass that, rusher. Is you, spot yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. I think they could go edge rusher here, and um, I think it's the the guy out of Michigan, Quiddy Payne or Quid Pay. Yeah, um, I think he's another guy to keep an eye on for Pay. Hey, yeah, for the Vikings in this spot. Okay, that's fair. Um. So yeah, um, I guess let's go to number fifteen then. We've got uh, we have Atlanta here. Obviously, they traded down, uh, right, um, from the top four, from the top four, and I think they're going to be pretty happy with this the way this worked out because they're getting uh, quarterback J.C. Horn, which is the number two corner in the draft. So they get him, uh, they plug him into their pass defense, which was the worst in the league last year. And this is exactly what I'm what we were talking about earlier. They get you know young, cheap upside on defense. That they can plug in to help help give uh, you know Matt Ryan and that offense some help and they'll be a better against the Caps. Yeah, I, I still think this trade would that? be a win for them. I mean, they get the capital and you're still getting. Um, strong so for me, let I I, I take it. I take him. He, he's so, the second. Sorry, best oh, absolutely. Forward. Yeah, I see that. Raleigh, what do you? Sure. Quarterback or cornerback? <laughs> okay, yeah. T, what do you think about the Falcons uh, number? 15? Yeah, you know, past past times, you know, they had a uh, true font, if I remember correctly. Cornerback, uh, they, they definitely do, need yeah, a lot more. He's a cornerback who matches up with receivers, and I think uh, they'll be successful getting a cornerback. Hopefully, he pans out. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, uh, they did used to have uh, Desmond Trufant there. Trufant is on uh, – he, he was in Detroit, and now he's on the Bears. Um, so, yeah, they don't have him anymore. There's definitely a need for them, I think, mm. do well to address that. So, number 16, I've got the Cardinals on the clock, and we have another corner going off the board. We have Caleb Farley. Um, he's a little bit of a boomer bust uh, prospect. Um, I think he's had some injuries and stuff, but he was seen, you know, he is seen at his peak as uh, you know, right in that uh in that top tier of corners. And um, you know, the Cardinals do need some help there. They did obviously bring in Malcolm Butler, but uh they lost Patrick Peterson and they still needed help even you know, if they kept Patrick Peterson. So um I think getting a corner there to help their defense help give, you know, JJ Watt and that pass rush some help um is, is a good move for them. I think they could also go with a receiver here, though, just because, um, they, you know, they run a lot of four wide receiver sets, and 
Uh, you know, Larry Fitzgerald is probably going to retire. Um, so, you know, get DeAndre Hopkins some more help, I, I think, is a defensible move as well. Um, and, and just make sure the Kyler Murray and everything. Yeah, this is another guy I've kind of seen mocked all over the place. Think and I think it is, like you said, because of his health concerns. But um, I think he ran a 4-4, which is sick. I agree. If you can get that in a corner and keep him I, healthy, I corner, uh, like that would said, be a great second, thing. second uh, most important position in the league uh, right now. I will say this, though. Yeah. Um, I know you have, what, this, this would be tackle number four. I wouldn't be surprised if they go tackle just to store up their uh, offensive line. But I'm fine with the corner here. If you take a receiver, though, the Minnesota guy, I forget his name. Uh, yeah, Bateman. Uh, look, look out for him as his pick. Bateman? Yeah, that's an interesting. Uh, that's an interesting one. I could see that as well. Um, I could also see this being a trade down spot, just because uh, the Cardinals flipped their third round pick to upgrade at center with Rodney Hudson. So it wouldn't be a surprise to me if the Cardinals said, "Okay, let's dip down a few spots." If someone wants, sees a player they like and wants to come up, and we'll 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 restock that a little bit, and, and we can still maybe get a player we like further down. Um, maybe Farley is still there. Maybe. One of these receivers or tackles is still there, like like you were mm-hmm. saying. So uh, yeah, are we are we good on this this bit? Going to move on. All right. Um, so number seventeen, we have the Raiders. Uh, I've been picking offensive lineman Elijah Vera Tucker. He's kind of somebody that can fill in at guard or or right tackle, and um, you know, he, he he'll he'll be good for them. I I don't really like the Raiders offseason. I think it, it's almost like they had this like really good offensive line. It is a deep offensive, offensive line draft, but they had needs on like defense and stuff. And, um, you know, now they're going to have to spend their draft capital to, to kind of restock the offensive line. But given that they've already done this, it's a sunk cost. I think they, they go line here and, and, and help fix that. So, uh, what are your thoughts on this, on this pick? This is kind of where my knowledge of the draft class starts to diminish a little bit. So I'm very much willing to defer to your expertise. Jake, I agree with you on this one because – And my default offensive line is always a good pick track uh, strategy. I'm fine with that. I think we I think we can move on just yeah. based on what your analysis was. Okay, yeah, I uh, – yeah, I think I think we all agree. And, uh, and, yeah, we'll move on. So number 18, we've got uh, – we have another trade. This is a much more minor one, though. We have uh, the Colts jumping up um, to number 18 and the Dolphins trading down a couple spots. So Miami gets picks 21, 127, and 206, and the Colts get pick 18. Um, and this is basically what this move is, is it's Miami, I think, is thinking pass rush in this spot. None of the pass rushers have gone yet. So I think their thinking is, well, we can get a couple extra picks and still get a pass rusher at 21. And the Colts are moving up because they see a run on, on offensive linemen and they need to replace uh, Costanzo who retired at left tackle. So they're going to pop up here and get Kevin Jenkins to uh, replace him and, and just make sure that they get their offensive linemen that they need before uh, all of them are, you know, really gone in this tier. So what do you guys think about this? Yeah. Got to give Carson Wentz plenty of time back there to throw the ball to the other team. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm bummed. Riley, I mean, what do you think? Uh, I, you know, I, I can see this happening. I mean, I can see it happening. Um, I, I don't like it because I want the Steelers to take him because now I think you have all top five of the tackles gone. Let me see here. One, two, three. No, he was the fourth tackle, actually. So one more for us. Um, but my, my whole thing is I think you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong protecting Wentz. We saw how trash he was without protection. So, yeah. Okay, yeah, so uh, I think we're, we're all in agreement there that, that this is something realistic that could happen. Um, we'll move on, we'll move, we will move on now. We've got number 19, the Giants, obviously traded down here from 11, and they're lucky because if they're thinking pass rusher, they're also on the board, and we're going to see the first one go here. They're taking uh, Quiddy Pay. Um, what do you guys think about this? Right. Pretty crazy that a pass rusher doesn't go until that late in the first round. Yeah, it's just, I think it's just the effect of like all these offensive uh, prospects that are so good. You know, the deep offensive line draft. The, the, right. You know, uh, my, my thing and, uh, so, with the Giants yeah. is they dip all the way down here. I mean, you have so many needs. Didn't they get uh, that one guy from the Jets? Or no, they re-signed. They already had a pass. But, like, I, I don't know if I like pass rushers in the Giants here. Um, you could go – you. Right. right. I, my whole well, thing is you can go interior defensive linemen, I think. Or offensive linemen. If you're going to, like, I don't know if an edge rusher is really necessary for them right now because they do have an edge rusher. Um, I, I, I just don't know. I mean, I, like I said, the edge rusher is the fourth, bet, fourth most important, I know, but. And yeah, like, who's the receiver? Uh, got Larry Williams, I think. Well, well, I'm going to ask you who's their edge rusher. Yeah, but he can pass. He, he's still a pass rusher, though. Leonard Williams is like a defensive tackle. He's right, not really an edge right. rusher. I mean, my, my whole thing is uh, who's their yeah, I, I guess I see what you're Gallagher. saying. I don't but, think uh, they did. They got Galladay. Okay, so that changes some stuff. I, I might go. Yeah, no, they got Galladay. So they have. Linemen. Um, I could see I, – so I, what I was thinking is that they would maybe do that with yeah, one of their second rounders. I can see them going Ed. I can also see them going off of the linemen. Um, receiver, maybe. I don't know because now they got Galladay. Um, so I, I think between Slate, between Slate and right. Sterling Shepard and Galladay, I feel like – Yeah, you no, have two I, tight I ends, that. That Ingram I, I and Kyle Rudolph. So I think you've got enough if one of these falls. Corner as well. Obviously a neat position. E, what do you think? I, I like edge rusher here. I, I feel like you can never have enough of them. And like those great Giants teams, well, the great playoff Giants teams, because I'm not sure they were, you know, great. And Jake, you could probably agree. Yeah. Um, their success was really just founded on that defensive line. It seems like they've always got good pass rushers, so I like this pick for them. Okay. T, what do you think? This is a team in, in your division. Uh, you hopefully know. they do you don't think about them the getting pass rusher? To yeah, hopefully they do uh, something dumb and just, you know, get a running back. Exactly. But, uh, yeah. I think <laughs> hopefully they defer in, the pick. If I wasn't and, uh... a, a person that – or a, a fan <laughs> of someone in the division, I definitely would choose a pass rusher. 
So I'll go with that pick. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. Mm-hmm. Um, so number 20, we'll move on. Uh, number 20, we've got Chicago on the board. I had them taking a wide receiver, Rashad Bateman here. And let me just, uh, you know, kind of describe this in, in real life terms. This is like putting a tiny little Band-Aid over just a gaping wound with blood pouring out. Um, <laughs> like you had, and if you want to know how to treat that, go to show off entertainment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah Wrong brand name. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, uh, yeah, you're just going to pick a receiver just to try to make, um, you know, a long-term play. Allen Robinson might not be there long-term and you're just basically trying to make Andy Dalton look as the least bad as possible, I guess. Um, yeah. And, and their, their, their coaching staff and stuff is desperate. Like, like this is the team, if their ownership allows them, I wouldn't be surprised if they're the ones dealing up for a quarterback. Um, just because I think they're just trying to do whatever to keep their jobs at this point. But it wouldn't surprise me if their ownership just said like, we're not sure if we're keeping it long-term. You don't get to give up future picks. Um, mm-hmm. you, you, you just do this instead. So what do you guys think about, about this? I like it. I like the move. I'm just still laughing that Andy Dalton is their quarterback. It's pretty. Um, because, like, who, who they – I mean, did they keep Allen Robinson? I don't think they did. They did? I mean, so he's franchise tag, so that means – They franchise tag Allen Robinson. Much longer. Yeah, so – and they, right. their other receivers, they have Darnell surprise for them last year. Um, they also have Anthony Miller, but I've heard right. Anthony Miller, you know, he's more of a complimentary option. But I've heard he might get traded. So I think there's definitely an opening. Um, I think there's another spot if, if there's a tackle still here. Like, I don't think Kevin Jenkins is getting to the Steelers. I think I, I think Chicago is another team, and I think this is why he maybe jumped up. Right, I mean, uh, so I, Chicago would I would say the only thing I would say here is um, I would be fine with them taking an offensive lineman if I was a Bears fan. Uh, but, I mean, you need insurance for when Allen Robinson leaves, probably. And Allen Robinson and Bateman would probably be a good one-two punch. Yeah, I think in this year where the Bears are just trying to do whatever they can just to make the playoffs and, and save their, their GM and coach, like I think you know having the one-two punch now and then having the longer term solution later it makes sense so um all right let's move on uh miami obviously traded back here to 21 i've uh, got them picking jalen phillips um i've seen him mocked uh, to miami a ton i think he went to university of miami so there, there's a local connection there um you know they added pass rusher to, the, to help out their defense and what do you guys think about this that's fine that's fine i mean you already have him getting receivers so. love a pass rusher sounds like a good pick you don't need the corner yeah. either they don't need a corner, so I'm fine with that. Yeah, I think there there's. Yeah, I think I think Miami is a can. Miami is another candidate where you know maybe you know I'm a little surprised. You know, I, I think they took they took a tackle last year. Um, they took a couple of tackles last year, which is why I don't have them going tackle. But I wouldn't be surprised if they maybe address the interior of their line at some point and. I think they're a candidate as well to, to maybe be the first team to pick a running back, but I don't think they're going to do it here. I think they would be more likely to do it 
I think they have the, they have the Texans' second round pick as well. So I could easily see if, if if I if I kind of expand on this and do a second round mock, wouldn't be surprised if I had a uh, uh, Najee Harris or the the guy from Clemson Etienne, I think his name is. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they pick either one of those uh, players at the beginning of the second round to start the running back draft. But I think th- this is a little high for that. Um, so I have them going back there. So any other mm-hmm. follow up? See anything? Bye. We good? All right. Um, yeah. So, two, we've got Titans. Um, I've been picking wide receiver Kadarius Tony. They, they obviously they, they lost a lot of talent here in free agency with uh, Johnny Smith leaving from England, Corey Davis leaving from the Jets. So, they kind of, I'm fine with Dawson. I'm fine with this because, uh, like you said, they lost some receivers and they don't really have like a gaping hole. If I was them and a good edge player was, was around, I'd probably get the edge player. Um, Right, but uh, I'm fine with them getting a receiver to to uh, soar. Interesting. I, they could do they that now. Yeah, I mean their pass rush was awful last year, so I think further they did sign, but the free, but further adding to that is something you couldn't really fault them for. Um, I think you know maybe I, I think they got Janoris Jenkins, but maybe corner um, if there's one there. Um, there are in other spots they could use a tackle. They tried tackle last year, and the guy was just a massive, like one of the biggest draft busts we've seen. Like he's not even in the league right now, and he was a first round pick. So, like, um, they could do right tackle. But uh, yeah, I think you know, they're, they're a team. I think that I look at their team; they actually have a lot of needs, and I think they're a candidate to, to take a step back. Uh, no, that's um, all you. They, they've kind of lost a lot of talent on the team. But E E T and all right. Uh, I've seen them mock taking mostly defensive players, it seems like. Um, an edge rusher and I think a linebacker. Um, but like you said, they've lost a lot of talent and there are a few holes they could fill here. I'd personally go edge rusher if possible. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I, I could see them doing that as well. So it sounds like it sounds like overall um, we got thumbs down on the pick that uh, maybe they go edge rusher, which I could definitely see. So. It might be uh, that might be an error on my part, but I think Tony would would help their offense. So um, I guess we'll see mm-hmm. that there. Um, yeah. Number twenty three, we've got the Jets back on the clock. They're going to take cornerback Greg Newsom. Um, you know, obviously they went quarterback first, but uh, you know they're going to give throw Robert Sala a bone here. You know, get a piece for his defense, and um, they mm-hmm. their corners are really bad last year. So here they get the um, the next one on the board. What do you guys think? Yeah, I like that pick. I'm in agreement. Raleigh? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I think they could go offense, so obviously it helps Zach Wilson as well, maybe a guard um, if there's one still here. So, uh, all right, number 24. Yeah. Uh, this is one that we might spend a little more time on because it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. No, I, I've, seen, I've seen them being picked. This I might be a surprise. So I, I don't know. I have them picking linebacker Zayvon Powell. struggle and without I, two pass rushers. Um. Here's here's my issue with that. I mean, Villanueva is not going to probably come back with us. We need a tackle. So I'm thinking Mayfield out of Michigan. Out, out of your mock, he's the only one, only tackle left out of the top five. Um, I would rather have a tackle. Now, no running backs have been picked so far. I don't think that's a really, really important position. We don't have a running back, though. So Travis Etney would be a really good pickup here, I think. 
Um, I would rather do a tackle, though, because, I like I said, I don't think you can go wrong with tackle in this year's draft. Okay. Um, I understand the Collins pick. I've seen him go to us in a couple mock drafts. I just don't like it that much because we need a tackle. We need offensive line help. And as you saw, our defense is not going to be that great this year, I don't think. We're always going to get uh, sacks and stuff. We got Cam Hayward. We got T.J. Watt. Devin Bush is going to be back next year. Um, the year. So, like, I, I don't think uh, pass rush should be our first option. I, I'd go tackle in this case. Okay, interesting. Um, so some disagreements. So I guess I'll give my my reasoning for for making this pick. Um, so you lost Bud Dupree, and I feel like with you, you guys have a lot of needs. First of all, um, but James Connor and um and Villain Waver are still on the side. Raleigh. Okay, so I feel like there's a scenario here where you could address a different position and then maybe just bring those two guys back off the cheaper heck running back. You can do later. Like you could pick a second or third round option there and just start them and be fine. Um, right. Yeah. So certainly tackle. I agree. I just think, you know, from a value standpoint, there was kind of a, a run here and logic with picking uh, David Collins was there's some other like pass rushes on the board, but the right thing up. is you guys run a three, four defense and it's kind of like a zone blitz sort of thing. So, uh, so, so getting a getting a linebacker who can kind of line up, right. you know, in, a, in multiple spots. Um, I've seen him compared to Kyle Van Noy a little bit. Yeah, yeah, we're good. And, no, that, uh, that's me. Every time I'm, I'm muting myself. Are we good? I, I'm hearing some static. Oh, so it's back. Okay, no, no problem. I was wondering what that was. Um, you're good. Um, but yeah, no. So, so Zayvon Collins. He, I've heard him compared to Kyle Van Noy a little bit. Like he's someone who can like drop into coverage and stuff, which you guys might do with your zone blitzes. But he can also really get after the quarterback. And ha- having something like that next to uh, TJ Watt, who's more of like a pure pass rusher, and you know had an argument for Defensive Player of the Year last year. Like I think that fit, you know, might make some sense. But like you said, you know, if you don't think you're gonna want to bring Villanueva back for one more year, Connor back for one more year, or whatever, then then I uh, then I definitely got to. Uh, a couple follow-up questions here on, on the state of the, the Steelers here in this draft pick. Any thought well, as far as, like, would I, I you want to be the I team trading a, up for a, for a trade lance, or are there just too many other needs like, where, where you just wouldn't be interested in that, that, that we got him or something? There's, like, 18 maybe. If he's still available at, like, yeah. 15 or down and we trade up, I'm, that's a win for us. I'd be fine with that. Now, what, like I said, Villanueva didn't. I didn't really do that. He, he's on the downswing of his career. I like Villanueva, but he's not—he's not what he used to be. I'd rather have a tackle. Um, but if Trey Lance does drop down at like 15 or later, I would not sure. be surprised if we try to trade up and get him. I would be really happy with that, actually. Um, but I'm thinking right now, and this is my second-round pick surprise for the Steelers. Okay. I, I think I would not be surprised if we get Kyle Trask in the second round. Yeah. Right. Interesting. So you actually just segue perfectly right. in, into my next question because I was going to ask you because this could come up for the Patriots as well if they decide not to trade up. Um, 
is, is just out of the sec out of the second tier quarterback options. So Davis Mills, Kellen Mond, Kyle Trask, Jamie Newman. Like, uh, which of those guys do you, do you like the best for the Steelers? In the second round, because we have like, kind of a late second round pick, which okay. I'd be fine with. Anything's better than Mason Rudolph, honestly. Even though I will say this, Mason Rudolph did not look bad against the Browns in the last game of the regular season. Mm-hmm. He actually looked pretty good. And he looked like he had a better arm than Roethlisberger. So my hot take is going to be Roethlisberger does not finish the year as a starter. Yeah, yeah, but mm, that wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me. And and with Gardner Minshew interest you as well because he he's on a cheap contract. He's had a little bit of like success actually in that Jacksonville offense. His numbers actually aren't that bad, and he's he's very hey, cheap. And you might be able to get him for like a third round. I'd rather pick. have um, a young developmental. So would, would that interest you? Is possibly a. I'd rather draft someone that's like fresh and doesn't have anything else. Any garbage. Um, that with him, um, I will say that I would not, as as a Steelers fan, I believe our Makes second sense. round pick. If we don't get a running back in the first round, we'll be running back. I think it's either going to be Trey Sermon out of Ohio State, um, or and that's pretty much it. I don't, I don't know. I think there's going to be one or two. I think Edney and uh, Harris are going in the first round. I really do. Um, I don't know where, but I think they are. Yeah, I mean, if they if they slip, interesting. Us, I, yeah, I have them both in the. I think like, I'll play second. Um, but I don't see that happening. But first round, if we don't get if we don't get a tackle, I'm going to be kind of disappointed. Unless we get uh, Trey Lance, I'm going to get very disappointed if we get that Collins person though. Uh, as a wrestler, because he's from Tulsa. Don't I don't like mid major schools. Um, at least in the, the high rounds, I just don't like it. Bud Dupree was from Kentucky. And it took him, like, it pretty much took him, us drafting TJ Watt for him to break out. That's why I don't think he's going to be as good. But, um, I mean, it took him a couple of years to even get going. We don't have that, that luxury right now. I'd rather get a tackle instead of a developmental player. Yeah, I mean, that that, that makes sense. So, point, point taken, um... So yeah, I'll, I'll just say real quick. It, it, as far as my my second tier quarterback, if the Patriots can't get one of the top five, then I would either like to see them trade for Minshew, or maybe most of all, I'd like to see them pick Kellen Mond. I, I've heard some really good things recently about Kellen Mond. Um, Chris Sims has him in the same tier as uh as, as like Fields and Lance. Um, he seems he seems like a really good leader. He has a lot of starting experience. Um. He played for Jimbo Fisher at uh, Texas, uh, Texas A&M, and, and Jimbo Fisher has produced some NFL quarterbacks in, in his time. And I think in the second round, that could be a worthy shot if we can't get if we can't trade up. Um, so I, I guess before we move on, um, so right, so, yeah, my my ideal pick. Oh, uh, Raleigh, I guess your so ideal pick here for the series would be Mayfield, the tackle. No. I bet you we Najee Harris or or Edney. Um, I wish we didn't because we we both understand what my, our takes on running backs are. Um, if we end up getting a receiver, I'm done with uh, correcting them on the receiver on the receivers and yeah. stuff. So I'll trust them. Um, but in my mind, we need to get a tackle to, to shore it up. 
that that would be my dream pick for them right now. Uh, you guys, you, you guys might get OA or Basham. You never know. Uh, OA, is his name Jason OA or something like that? Uh, okay. I just hope, oh, I oh Jason Owe, oh, yeah, he's a he's a pass rusher. I, I, I have him early second round, but I've seen I him mock him. Score up our, our I can see that. Um, I'd rather have an offensive lineman than an edge rusher. Because in the second round, there's going to be good edge rushers still if we want to do that. And in the third round, there's going to be good running backs. So that's that's why I, I hope we we get a tackle. We need, this is a once in a lifetime draft for tackles, and I want to take advantage of it. Yeah, Rob, uh, do you think there's any chance you guys no, maybe trade down a little bit and get some more so. picks since you guys do have um, so many needs? I'd be fine with that. Okay. Okay. So I, I guess E, do you have any thoughts on on what the Steelers are doing here? Um, we move on. Uh, that was pretty comprehensive. I'm not sure I have anything to add. Okay. W- would you side more with uh, Raleigh's take or my take? Uh, give me a lineman. Okay, so you're with uh, you're with Raleigh. I like it. I'm 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 all in here. You got some some disagreement with 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 my picks. That's that's perfectly fine. That's why we're doing this. Um, so I guess we'll move on now. Number twenty five, Jacksonville. They're taking safety Trevon um, Morig. I've seen him mock to them a lot. Um, they obviously get Lawrence first. They go defense here and then maybe back uh, in the, safety in the I, I don't like the safety on. pick because they'll, they'll um, maybe get safety a is, out of all the positions, positions I think honestly it's it's between I, I think safety okay. well it depends on is he a free or a strong safety you know or is he going to be right I mean my whole thing is no matter what type of safety it is I, I don't sure. think those are the most important I didn't look uh, that deep into it, picks or position um, nowadays I think it's probably one of the less needed positions. So I think a defensive tackle um, really helps against the run game. And if you get a pass rushing on, it's even better. I, I just I, – and I like Mika Fitzpatrick and all. But the safeties safeties aren't that as important as, say, you need a metal linebacker that, like, can cover and stuff against, like, uh, good tight ends, athletic tight ends more than you need a safety. I mean, you could be, like – like a Troy Palmolive or Ed Reed type where, like, you're kind of lining up as a linebacker, which would be good. Um, and I understand if they do that. But in my mind, if I'm Jacksonville, I'm protecting Trevor Lawrence. And I'm taking advantage. I understand you can go second round because they have the, the first second round pick. But uh, I'm not are – you, are you sure that the Chiefs aren't going to take an offensive lineman? Like, that's my thing. And uh, – that, that, that's exactly my point. I think if I'm Jacksonville, I take an offensive lineman. Okay. We'll get to them, but they're uh, definitely yeah, going offensive line. That's 100%. Like Davis, the thing is, 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 is it's like a ball offensive lineman. There's no, it's a deep draft, but there's not going to be a lot. Okay. That's very fair. Um, e, what do you think? Um, I mean, I know it's a deep lineman class, but it's getting hard to just – Tell everyone to default to offensive line. Like, I, I don't even know where these guys are mocked anymore. Like, I don't know that you want to be taking mid second yeah, round. Yeah, so I think most of the ones that I because I basically I, I got a player ranking list from the Athletic, and uh, 
I think most of the linemen that were in like the top 32 uh, have have already. There's a couple. There's a couple interior guys that are that are maybe still there, but um, I, I I think the tackles, the first round tackles, are like done, or or they're going to be done by the end of the first round. Yeah. So I don't think all these teams. I think some of these teams are. In fact, I think some of these teams will look at the depth of this lineman class and be like, okay, we don't actually need to do this in round one. We can wait to round two. So, so I'll, I'll disagree a little bit, but, you know, I get your point for sure. Line is really important. So, mm-hmm. um, Any other thoughts before we move on? We're good? Yep, we're good. Um, so I'm going to go to number 26. We've got the Browns. They're going to take uh, linebacker Jeremiah Owusu- uh, Koromora. Um, and he is uh, kind of a versatile defensive player. He's a very, you know, small linebacker. You can maybe play a little box safety too. And uh, he's just kind of a, a chess piece that can really help your defense in a lot of ways. He can cover tight ends, maybe, you know, really do some stuff. Well, well, who's the guy that Cardinals who's that guy that here? I'm dropping blank, not too long He could be a little bit like him. Like um, this. Um, mm-hmm. Kick returner and all that stuff. Yeah, that's what. That's what. Exactly. That's what. Oh, Jabril Jabril Peppers. Peppers. That's yeah. the pick. That he, he's on the Giants. They included him in the. Uh, They're pretty Odell much picking up real Peppers of the defense. I, if I'm the Browns fan, I'm not going to be. That one. I mean, you are 26, so it's not like you're going to get like the best players, anyways. Uh, I think that's what I think they would need. Well, it depends. This if they if they can grab a. I hope this isn't cap happens but if they get clowny i mean it's uh i i, I get i get this linebacker too because that's the next thing they need is no linebacker help yeah i agree with that i i i think if they could get clowny that would be perfect because the other thing i would have them um taking here is like a pure edge rusher there are a couple still on the board, and, and we'll get to that in a second with, with the next pick. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts on the Browns? Yeah, I think it's a good All pick. Right. He seems like a very modern uh, linebacker who who's not just your prototypical you know middle linebacker in the middle is going to make the big tackles. Again? Uh, like you said, he can cover tight ends. Um, I think he can rush the passer a little bit. I I think he'd be a good pick. Yeah, do you remember the guy the Cardinals picked last year? Um, because he's very he's, he's very similar to him. Um, I think it was like number seven overall. I forget the guy's name, but oh, what was his really name again? Prep on my part, but you, 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 yeah, yeah. T thoughts? Let's, oh, man. what's up? Uh, it sounds like Nigerian. Anyway, um, oh, this I'm guy, going. Uh, Jeremiah Ousu Kamara. Carlos, uh, what's his name? Carlos from. Yeah, Basham. Might... There you go. My man. You would, you would pick Carlos Basham? Okay, so more of a pure pass rusher. I get it. I think I had him early second round, but yes, I could, he certainly could go in this range. Um, I definitely see. Move on. Um, so Ravens are on the clock next. I have them picking uh, an edge rusher here. They're going to get a huge Ojalari. I think it, he kind of fell to this point because um, this team's had other needs and stuff, I guess. I think he'd be a pretty big home run pick for Baltimore. They lose they lose Knockway to Oakland. They lose Judon to the Patriots. And so they kind of you know, fill that need with, with this pick. Um, any thoughts on that? 
It, sorry, I couldn't hear the pick. It was kind of clicky when you said the name. Yeah, there's been some clicking here. Um, but yeah, yeah we have uh, Aziz Ojolari, uh, the pass rush players. Okay, uh, pass they rusher. definitely need oh. one uh, right now. Also, uh, shout out to Talent for having the uh, top players on his uh, internet right now because there's no way in hell he would have known who that guy was. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, you know, you don't know me. No, I, you, you don't like you don't you don't know me. I felt like this. Yeah, no, that out the way. I, I appreciate that. Oh, Son, I know, I know, beat you, whatever his name is. No, 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 no. You have it up though, don't you? Nope. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I uh, think Joseph Asai for our Ravens. That's just me though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I you know if they if they have my higher the bird, he's a let me get my sheet here. He's he's a uh, he's a pass rusher as well. Um, I have what? him. For what? Yeah, he's gonna be more of a second rounder to me. But you know, the Ravens the have wait, why wait, wrong. who's wrong? I'm sorry uh, about this player. We, we want to know because no, none, of, none of the thing. rest of us have had this or enlightened by this knowledge. We want to know all about uh, Joseph Asai and, and what you can do on the team. Tell us, T. What? Okay. I mean, that's fair. garbage. That's, that's your what about Colt? Yeah, McCoy? but he was good at one point or another. Like his Dude. second year. Were you big? Okay, but he went to Texas, right? That's Not a pretty really. low bar. I hate on the Texas boys. I mean, he's backup caliber his whole oh, career. I've never said I would like him. Texas said. sucks. Texas sucks. Most overrated college Why football like program Texas, ever. Boys? Yeah, it really is. Go Longhorns. Go Longhorns. Why don't you eat ass? Yeah, that's a trash Because <laughs> that's what you do when you're a Texas fan. <laughs> <laughs> We definitely have to put on explicit on this one. All right, so uh, we're, we're good on that. We're gonna things are on. devolving. Yeah, yeah, and we got five picks left. So, and we've gone two hours. I think we're just going to try to run through these uh, as quick as possible. So, Saints at number twenty-eight. They're going to pick uh, who might become the you know who who has just great you know lineage as far as uh, you know his father was just a great player in the secondary. The Saints. Are going to pick Asante Samuel Jr. Um, with this pick. What are, what are your thoughts on uh, this? They lost to Norris Jenkins, and he's kind of a replacement for them. They have a lot of needs, uh, but corner is obviously an important spot. And they they pulled out. Look, I I don't care if it's only because his dad was a baller, but it's a great pick for that reason alone. Exactly. No, his dad was literally uh, one I of like the greatest players ever. Uh, then you need a corner. The greatest um, interceptor, inter- the greatest at intercepting passes of all time. Yeah, I mean, they, I, I feel like they're a team that, that maybe in the second or third round takes a quarterback, but I think given the multitude of needs that they have and their horrible cap situation, I feel like they're going to maybe fill other spots and ride it out with Jameis Winston. And, and they seem to love Taysom Hill for some reason. So, yeah. That's the worst. I'm not sure why, but they do. So, I mean, he's See, I'm going to actually you know, be different from player, all you guys. I'm going uh, Jalen Phillips like, from Miami. 
Um, you went where to Miami? One, <laughs> there's one problem oh. with that team that, that he's already off the board. He went to Miami at number twenty one. Yeah, he he he's he went to Miami with pick twenty. Well, we're talking about the mock draft he's he looking at. Miami, is that it? Ah, okay. <laughs> this is the ball. And Davis. Uh, oh, I hear you clicking, you D. There you go. See? Okay, well, so I he's actually a late riser. I hear he's pretty good, and he could definitely go late first round. That That's a reasonable assumption. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. So, let 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 before we move on. Um. We we do have to once again acknowledge that Asante Samuel Jr.'s father is just one of the greatest uh cornerbacks to ever play in the in the NFL, and and he's he's a number twenty nine. Green Bay. They're gonna pick center. Green Bay picks center uh, Landon Dickerson. Um, so this is, you know, they lose Corey Lindsley to the Chargers in free agency. This is pretty simple. It's a replacement for him. I think they could also go receiver here, but yeah, I think uh, the receiver passes okay deep enough the that they look at that and say, okay, Dickerson is a great value on the board. Uh, and we can get receiver second, in the late second. But I'm okay. What do you guys think? Um, I mean, yeah. That's okay. true. I mean, I. Do you have a specific uh, receiver you know with here or just. Yeah, I, I, I get the center, but I don't think center center out of all the linemen positions is the least uh, amount of need. Um, I don't really have a receiver in mind right now, but I would rather, any receiver in the first round would help greatly for that offense. I mean, they're already high scoring. Yeah, I mean. They could go with uh, they could go with Paris Marshall still on the board. Um, I mean, Elijah I guess Moore, you could say they could go in the second round for receiver. But, um, uh, they're they're definitely a couple of from my man Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, well, I, and I and I think the one thing we can all agree on here is that this pick has to be. And probably their first two picks both have to be about helping Aaron Rodgers um, because they didn't really do that last year. So I definitely think, you know, they need a center. They, they need another lineman at some point, probably a center. And then they definitely have to get a receiver at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. I mean, that guy, I thought he might force his way out this year, but um, they definitely seem like they accelerated his, his clock in Green Bay with that pick last year, which was not smart. Yeah, you know, it's an interesting decision for sure. And I think that's one thing that a team like the Eagles is maybe this is what they, they have in mind is let's stock up on, on 2022 20, draft picks because we see this kind of earthquake coming, this volcano coming that's going to erupt where, you know, Russell Wilson could get moved in, in the 2022 offseason. Deshaun Watson could get moved in the 2022 offseason. Maybe Aaron Rodgers gets moved. I mean, there's a lot of big quarterback names that could be on the move potentially and so you're the Eagles. You want to be a part of that. And, uh, you know, possibly if you don't see anyone up on the – you'll probably have your own high pick as well. If you don't see anyone up, up, up high on the draft that you like, then you go get one of those uh, those zoners. Obviously, only Deshaun Watson if he's cleared of these very serious allegations. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, until those are settled, do not do not touch Deshaun Watson. Yeah. But, I mean, Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, if either one of them are available, then sure. But, so yeah, that was kind of a, a tangent, mm-hmm. but – 
Yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, I, I think you got to help him out this year. And Let's move on. Um, number 30, not the Bills. I'll They're give Tyson Campbell, Campbell but, you know, that that's fine, too. I, I'd be fine with him taking it. Uh, love the Bills. And, um, wait, what'd say? All right, let me let me. So what position Tyson Campbell? Runner back. I'm asking you what position Tyson Campbell is. Oh, he's a he's a defensive back. So, so um, yeah, he's a corner. So you bring up a fair point though that you know I don't know if they would go with him specifically. Um, but I think corner is a spot they could go just because uh, you know, but but I think they've got guys there. But I've seen a lot of corners mocking them. Um. So, it, you know, something to upgrade their defense, I think, makes sense given how good their offense is with Josh Allen. So, yeah. But but the thing is, their, their pass rush, I mean, Jerry Hughes is kind of getting a little old. And so, that's just why I, I had that. Whereas at corner, they've got Tredavis uh, Davis White. So, um. All right, I'm going to. I'm going to move on to the Chiefs. I think this is pretty self-explanatory. They're going to pick the best pack on the board. I agree. Uh, according this to the, the yeah, rankings I, I have here, that Samuel Cosby. Um, yep. So I have them getting him. Any thoughts? Yeah, they uh, – didn't they just get rid of Eric Fisher? Yeah. Yeah, the, those moves were – well, the thing is, Eric Fisher is still, I believe, a free agent, so they could look to bring him back after the draft if they don't, if they don't like their options here. But I think – Odds are they're going to pick a tackle. They probably need two tackles, so it wouldn't surprise me if they go back to back here, or if they pick one here and then bring either Fisher or Mitchell Schwartz back. So, um, yeah, so I think that's pretty self-explanatory. And then Tampa, um, I have them picking. You know, this is a spot they brought all their starters back, so they could pretty much do whatever. But uh, I have them picking defensive lineman Christian Barmore, our first interior defensive lineman to go. Um, I think he kind of slid down the board a little bit just because I guess teams didn't really need that. So this is actually kind of a steal for them. And basically what this is is it's a 2022 and Sue replacement. Um, they're obviously not going to be able to keep their team together forever. And so you draft for 2022. You, you know, you plan on letting Sue go after this year because, you know, you can't fit everybody under the cap every year and, you know, it, it helps plug some youth onto your team and, and gives you some extra depth for this year. Um, so I, it's kind of a best player available pick, but it's also a, a pick with an eye of addressing that 2022 need. Um, I also think this is a team that, given their backup last year was Blaine Gabbert, who kind of sucks. I think given Tom Brady's age and that fact, I think this is a, a sneaky – and their lack of needs in general. They don't really have many needs. So I think this is a sneaky uh, second or third round quarterback. Um, what do you guys think? I, well, it's interesting you say that because my question was going to be, do you think there's any chance they take a quarterback here at 32? I don't I, – I think there's a slight chance. In fact, uh, I saw Peter Schrager, the mock I read earlier, he had them taking Davis Mills here. So I think there's definitely a chance. I'm going to lean against them doing that, though, just because I feel they can get somebody in the second or third round, and I think that would piss off Tom Brady. Yeah, and they can get a contributor here elsewhere. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, and, and just Phil, I, I think Tampa, they're really eyeing a 2021 and 2022 Super Bowl window. So you want to make sure that your roster is as strong as possible. For mm-hmm. that. Um, and they're not going to be able to keep all 22 starters again. Sue's on a one-year contract. I think it's pretty clean. In fact, 
honestly, I'm actually going to say if I were the Bucks, I probably I admire their desire to bring the whole team back. But I might have tried to bring like 20 or 21 starters back. I might have picked a guy like like a Sue and say like, okay, like he's getting older. Um, you know, let's save some money here and let's target this position in the draft instead of just paying everybody. Because, you know, it might make it harder for, you know, the 2022 season. But they obviously did what they did. And I'm just going to project they take far more here. And then they let Sue uh, and then they let they, they say okay Sue is gone after this year. This is a good pick. Them. And then they like try to said, pick everybody Like you else. said, they don't have any needs now that they franchise tag. Probably any thoughts on the Bucks? And, uh, everyone's coming back. <laughs> uh, what I would have rather seen, I agree with you, taking just get rid of Sue for right now, uh, drafting his replacement because they're gonna have a lot of people. They they have to pay Godwin eventually. I mean, that's my thing, and also. Because Sue's, Sue's going to be on the chopping block for sure next year. So, no, exactly. And that's why it's kind of, like, perplexing why they didn't just, like, get rid of him and, uh, you know. Sue will not be there in 2020. No doubt I mean, that, that's my thing. Maybe not, but, like, the same thing. Like, I mean – well, I think Antonio Brown is going to so, go back there for cheap I was because I don't think anyone else is going to touch him, honestly. Yeah, so I, I just – the way it seems like is that Tom Brady obviously has, like, some sort of unique connection with Antonio Brown to keep him kind of on the, on the right track. So I feel like – it's going to end up that Antonio Brown goes back to the Bucks for like $2 million on for one year. Honestly. Yeah. It, it wouldn't surprise me if, uh, if then next year, because the Bucks are doing, you know, all this stuff with, you know, maneuvering their cap. It wouldn't surprise me if you saw Goblin on an extension next year with, uh, you know, like a low, low first year cap hit and, and then just kind of backload it. That wouldn't surprise me just to kind of make all the money work. Tampa will have a bit of a crunch, you know, next year. They're definitely going to pay at the back end for all this. But when you can chase, like, a three-year championship window with Tom Brady still playing at the level he's playing at, like, you got to do it. I, I, I admire their decision-making. I think they did a really good job overall. I just might have kept it to 20 or 21 players and not that's all. I would have maybe tried to utilize my draft a little bit more. And they're a team that's drafted well. So, um, I, I also think they could be the first team to uh, – I've seen a lot of running backs mock to them, but I don't really agree with that just because they have Fournette and, and Ronald Jones. Um, they could pick a receiver just with the eye of, uh, you know, again, a 2022 need. Like, you could pick a receiver, and if he's good enough, you don't sign Antonio Brown back this year, and then maybe it might not let go if the receiver is good enough. But I, I do lean toward this. The Sioux spot seems like an obvious, like, transition. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. I, I I think that's it, guys. Uh, Any other uh, there's going to be um, thoughts on, on this my on the draft you get off? Um, Two out of the five or six quarterbacks that go in the first round are not going to be bust. They're going to be Pro Bowl caliber quarterbacks. The other ones are going to be bust. Yep, I'm not I'm not sold on all of them being good. Um, if you told me which ones I think are going to be the best, I think it's going to be interesting. Trevor Lawrence. And whoever goes to the 49ers. Yep. I got a hot take. 
Okay. Yeah. So on, just to follow up to, with, with that point, if I, if I had to look at this and, and I have to guess, um, I'm going to say that I would probably, and this is, you know, obviously there's people who, who are love Zach Wilson and I'm going to run a foul with them for saying this. I think just because of the situation with the Jets, if any of these quarterbacks are going to bust, it's going to be Zach Wilson. Um, I think, I think Trey Lance, because of the situation, it'll be a you know kind of a cushy situation. I think he'll be, I think he'll be pretty good, but maybe not like, for, you know, like top five, top ten quarterback caliber. I think he'll be above average though. I think Mac Jones is clearly going to be like another Derek Carr or Kirk Cousins. I think that ceiling is pretty defined. He's going to a stable spot. But I think that Trevor Lawrence uh, to the Jags and Justin take, Fields uh, to the Patriots are going to be the, like the true franchise. The Washington football contest. team is still going to be named Washington football team for the next two years. Yeah, I will shoot myself. I will legit just be uh, – They might uh, just keep that indefinitely. I hate it so much. I don't think it's the worst call, honestly. You gotta name it something. It's not. I I don't know. I, I, I would come up with a name for 2022. Roll the the Washington Warriors. Yeah, I get it. No, nah, I don't want that either. The the What what if what if they just see uh, no matter what name they all, pick, people are going to be angry. If they just keep it football team, it'll kind of preserve really the tradition good. of the Redskins, and they won't. <laughs> but uh, um, I, I think that you need to keep the the colors. I mean, this is the part where Raleigh makes everyone no angry. What. Washington Red Wolves. I'm I'm down. I'm, with I'm down with Red Wolves. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Same color scheme. What? Blech. Yeah, it's gross. It's a horrible color scheme. Their jerseys are hideous. The Washington Cicadas. All right, I'm starving. I gotta go. So, um, <laughs> yeah, e, any last? Uh, I love the draft. It's a time of excitement yeah. and a time for everyone with bad teams to look forward to better times. And um, yeah, enjoy it. Yes, yeah, sounds good. I think we're all looking forward to the draft. And uh, I hope yeah, you enjoyed this. Uh, also so let's do sponsors real quick. T, what do you got at, at Show Off right now? I know you have some really podcast, a really big announcement on, uh, we're gonna, on that side. <laughs> we just uh, submitted our first uh, publication, um, or I guess bam, episode, bam, 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 bam. and it's going to be dropping 6 a.m. on Sunday. So you can have it right after that. Please do that. It's going to be fun. We're talking about beauty standards. In uh, the fitness world, I'm setting my in, alarm. Uh, Instagram model fitness world. That's going to be the first thing. Yeah, check it out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. I'm lo- looking forward to listening to that. T. Um, we also have uh, we have per36.com, which is the uh, <laughs> best analytics website on the internet. Latest uh, thing on there is. Uh, all about hustle stats and all right, man. You can see who the greediest player in the NBA is. Uh, Cloud chat out. <laughs> so yeah, um, I think that's it, guys.